What's the best way to uh, wake yourself up? Water. Slap yourself in the face? No. <laughs> Knock yourself out. It's Are you terrible. sure? Yeah, no. I'm going to try it. Water. Ready? One, two, three. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Welcome to uh, Sneaky Dragon. I'm Ian Boothby. And I'm David Dedrick. Hey, Dave, what helps when you're tired? Nothing helps when you're tired. Well, there you go. When you're tired. That's a tip from Dave. If you're driving and you're tired. D- uh, clap your hands. Clapping your hands won't work. Okay. If you're pull driving off and you're to, tired, clap your hands. Uh, pull off to the side of the road, take a little nap. You're not allowed to do that. It's illegal to pull off to the side of the road and, and sleep. What? Yeah, I have to go to a rest area. You can't just pull off on the side of uh, uh, like a freeway. Oh, well, not the freeway. And yes, the reason sorry. I know that is because a friend of ours did it one time. She's a, she's a stewardess. Mm-hmm. Not what do they call it? Air flight attendant? Yeah, she's a flight attendant. And uh, she pulled over to the side of the road and uh, went to sleep because she was super tired and thought, thought she was, it was dangerous. And then a police uh, pulled up and <laughs> told her to get moving. Mm. So, yeah, you can't just pull over. I guess it's dangerous to have a, like I say, dangerous to have a car parked on the side of the road. But, yeah, you can try winding on your window. Let some cold air in. Just... Put music on if you like music, some loud music maybe. It doesn't help. So are you saying you're tired right now? I'm really tired right now. And uh, is this because you got a little sleep or you worked really hard today? I worked really hard today. last few days, I worked really hard. I didn't get very much sleep the last couple of days. And I didn't have my second snack today. So I'm probably just having a bit of a uh, energy crash from okay. not. Okay. What, uh, what is your first snack usually? Let's, you know what? Let's do this. <laughs> All right. Here's a little segment called What Does Dave Eat? What does Dave eat? I pretty Dave. much... Okay, so oh, sorry. you wake up in the morning. Do, do the song again. What does Dave eat? Dave. Dave. Thanks. Um, I, uh... Wake up. Well, wait, when I wake up, get out of bed. Yeah. Drag a crumb across your head. my head, yeah. Make way I downstairs, drink a cup. Drink a cup of, uh... No, I don't really have... I don't have anything to... I don't drink liquid in the morning. Not even water? Because I like... I just have milk with my cereal. It's, really? You don't drink, like, a glass of water or anything? No, no. Do you wake up thirsty? Really? You don't go to the bathroom and like drink a glass of water no. first thing? Really? No. Okay, that's interesting. Okay. No, I never have. And I, I really don't like to eat any, like I don't like water or anything when I first get up in the morning. I, that doesn't huh. taste very good to me. Doesn't really have an option for me. I'm thirsty. Gotta drink it. Okay, <laughs> so you have cereal. What's your cereal? Um, raisin, nuts. raisin bran. Okay. Or frosted, what are those little mini wheats? Mini things? Mini? Yeah, frosted fro- mini wheats. Frosted mini wheats. Or They're healthy because they're only frosted on one side. That's the just way like I like cake it. is healthy because it's only iced on the top. <laughs> on the top. If it was iced on the bottom as well, that would be an unhealthy option. Please, please don't spoil that for me. Okay. Uh, or um, gran- like Quaker Oats granola. Uh, what are they called? Harvest Crunch with uh, raisins. Like your granola bar. Oh, a cereal. A cereal. cereal, cereal. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. All right. And then I'll have um, a bagel or a muffin with cream cheese. Okay. You put cream cheese on a muffin. Oh yeah. Oh. What was wrong with that? I've never heard of such a thing. I like cream cheese, and any vehicle is this okay. Okay, because it's a sweet treat, and then you, you're savoring up the top. Uh, um, did I say muffin? Yes. I meant, it's called a muffin still, isn't it? But it's like, you know, the kind like that you you toast, like a toasted muffin. An English muffin? An English muffin, yes. Yes. There you go. Very sorry. All right. That was, that was what I meant. I'm sorry. It's not like you had like a blueberry muffin, and you're like uh, putting a little cream cheese on it. It's like, I guess that's a possibility, uh, but it's uh, surprising. Okay. That doesn't sound terrible. No, it doesn't. Okay. And so that's your breakfast. Yeah. Okay. So do you get your, is the next thing up to bat a snack or lunch? A snack. We get a 10 o'clock break, and I'll have an orange okay. and some water. And and what's weird is that's my first one, even though I go to the gym, I don't drink any water at the gym either. Wow. 
I'm never. I'm not that thirsty. Okay, it's not about thirsty. <laughs> I think that might have something to do with it. Let me just throw that out there for being tired. Mm. Water. Yeah, yeah. But I'll drink a lot. Of, I'll drink a bottle of water at, at during my break, my first break. Like one bottle. Basically, it's like ice and, and water. Okay. I'll have like one at each break. Okay. Except for today, I didn't, and that's probably maybe one. That also might be an issue. All right, go ahead. So lunchtime, you're getting uh, a sandwich and an apple. Okay. Every day, I don't vary that. <laughs> Very good. And then my th- what type of sandwich are you having? It's the meat sandwich, meat and mustard with with sourdough bread. Very good. And then sometimes I might put cheese on it. Now here comes the second snack. Uh, depends depends on it. This depends on Lisa. If she's made banana bread, I'll have banana bread. If uh, she hasn't made banana bread, I'll put some cream cheese on. It. <laughs> I'll put some cream cheese on it. Yeah. Well, that doesn't sound that bad. Um, or I'll just have a, maybe I'll have another fruit thingy like grapes or something. All right. And then brings you to uh, dinner time, and that's going to be that's just whatever, whatever is in whatever is in the house. It's a wild card. It's a wild card. Tonight we're going to go have pizza. Uh, we're going to go um, could be meet with uh, oh, oh oh you might oh, oh for sure oh for sure we're having pizza. Yeah, we're going oh, to cool. uh, we're going to Boston Pizza. We're nice. meeting with uh, my artist on Extra Sisters uh, Giselle Legacy. Looking forward to it. And her fella, whose name I forget, and uh, I'll try and. Uh, be smooth about that. Sure. Maybe she'll introduce him to you first, and I'll pick up the name. Oh, that'll be nice. I'll uh, be great. I'll try and uh, I'll try and stick out your hand real that. fast and go, "Hey, fella, hey. what's your handle? What's your Mine's Davo." <laughs> and uh, and I'm I'll sleepy. S- and then he'll tell me your name. say, "I'm glad you told me that because Ian couldn't remember." Oh, Boom. very awkward. Awkward social person. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you plan your meals? Do you plan your like? Oh, I don't know how. How often do you eat like a home meal, hmm. home cooked meal? Um, in a week, in seven days. Like what? How many meals do I eat in seven days? Like how many like dinners do you have? Like do you do you have like a a set time no, for your dinner? Not and... really. No. Okay. It's really whatever work allows. Because yeah. with kids, of course, so you have to have a reg- pretty regular schedule. Yeah, because they're they're all of... food critics. Well, it's not that. It's just that you know you have to have a, like a structure right. for them because unless you, you know. got a jazz child, in which case you can eat any time and you know <laughs> just uh, stay up late at night. Mm. Yeah, I'd be down with that. Like a good jazz child. Yeah. Just always like, uh, never know uh, what's here. But they probably didn't have a drug habit as yeah, well. So that's that, not that good. Really They'll cut, steal stuff. Well, it cuts down on the appetite as well. Yeah, that is. I don't know if that even is a money saver or not. <laughs> nah, forget it. I'm fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, with the, with the girls, of course, or with anyone's kids, you have to have like a structure to your sure you do. day otherwise. You know, it's hard for them to, you know, like kids will, I mean, you don't have to, obviously. You could just live willy-nilly but right and you've got a job where it you have structured break periods mm-hmm. so you mm-hmm. have to eat during those break periods. that's right i just can't can't decide oh you know what i'm gonna go and get an orange talk to you later it'd be frowned on frowned upon wow okay why do you say wow i don't know it's hard the idea that you can't get an orange when you want an orange i, yeah. I wish you would like be able to get an orange whenever you want eh, that's fine it's nothing to complain you about I don't you think. have to go to the washroom and sneak an orange i guess then... you can go get water anytime good but, as uh, they should. And then during the sum- during the really hot time in the summer, we had a we had like a big um, I don't like a I don't want to call it a cooler. What do you call it? A water jug, like a big giant water jug uh-huh. that had ice water in it that we could use for for drinking. That's nice. So that was a good idea. Uh, my uh, most of my jobs that have been retail retail jobs have supposed to have had breaks, but they never had breaks because it was always like uh, no, they never busy. have enough people co- to cover. To yeah, cover so that. it was also like. You know, um, you're gonna you're gonna have a 15 minute break in the uh, morning and 15 in the afternoon, and there's never a time for that. And so it just leaks into like lunch. And even lunch, it's like if you could hurry back. Yeah. By know, the way, that's not a gift to you. That that's required. 
50, two 15 minute breaks in the yeah. day are, are, what are, you are do legally though? required. Yeah, but well, what are you going to do? Yes. Yeah, that's what you're going to say to your exactly. boss. Oh, this is legally required. <laughs> By the way. That's right. <laughs> Let me push up my glasses first. That's right. That's the kind of trouble I want to get into for this 15-minute dumb no. break that I can't go far enough to do anything with. So, ugh. I mean, it's like if I smoked, I mm. get it. Yeah. I'll go smoke. But that's it, right? That's about the only thing you can do. Oh, I used to joke about that to um, customers when I was a farrier and I would just be tired. Like, I'd just be exhausted from working and I just would, like, I just thought, oh, I'm just going to take, a, like, a breather here. So, I would just stand... And I just say, pretend I'm smoking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, that's the one thing I used to think about when they had those oxygen bars. It was like, oh, if you had like something like that outside, just like a tube of oxygen, I could just go outside and basically you're reverse smoking. Yeah. And like, I'm actually getting healthier. Yeah. And then go back out. That would work. But like, hey, we're going to give you a 15 minute break. Oh, that's great. Right outside of the store. <laughs> well, hi, customers. Yeah. How you doing? I'll talk to you guys here in the parking lot as you go in. No, I'll see you shortly when I'm in there with you. Uh, what a break this is. Is there a place to sit down? Nope. 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 Yeah. Nope. Better go lean on the side of the building in the alley <laughs> like a creep. That's great. Yeah. Not enough time to run and get a burger. Nothing. Can't do nothing. No. Where I work is they're very nice. We have a lunchroom. We can go sit in the lunchroom if we want. You can't leave for, during a 15-minute break, though. You're not allowed to leave a place of business during that time. You can leave for lunch, though. You can leave at lunch, yes. Good and you can leave after you're done work. Can you? I don't know. Yes, Maybe you, you have a real Hotel California situation <laughs> going on. I'm not sure. You can leave okay. after work. You're correct. That's why I'm here. Um, yeah, I remember I used to, uh, uh, the last like uh, retail job I had, I would uh, go upstairs because there was like a, a large washroom that was like uh, for uh, disabled people. And uh, okay. I, I would go up and uh, it's not, it doesn't sound good that I'm lying on the floor of a washroom, but I would. I would lie on the floor of the washroom and basically just be angry because <laughs> I right? just like I just hated it so much. The idea that I was like, you know, I couldn't leave this uh, yeah. this place. Yeah. And then I'd be like, well, time to go back and uh, <laughs> back you go and uh, do your thing. And I was like, this is uh, this is not for me. Yeah. No, no, no thanks. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's really lucky that you you were able to create the job you did for yourself. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it was lucky. Sometimes it was it was didn't feel that lucky. But yeah, yeah. I don't I don't mean yeah. that. It was no, just, I know. I don't mean it was saying, just yeah. luck. I just mean that it's fortunate for your yeah the way you felt about working like that. that you I know. There's like the the thing that sometimes like artists already artists say is like, well, I couldn't do anything else, and that always seems like, well, of course you could. <laughs> you know, you don't know what you could do, but of yeah. course you could. Uh, but uh, yeah, it is hard for me to think of like. Uh, get kind of structured environment even to the point of like when it's something like a writing gig where it's a writer's room and yeah. it's like we're going to be doing it from like you know 10 to 10 to 6 you know yeah. we're going to be working and that's just like stand and everyone's like oh yeah that sounds right and i'm like oh no that sounds terrible <laughs> like, well, what do you what do you no no that's entirely too much time out of a day yeah of uh doing that no no ridiculous no it's garbage no no of course not i'm <laughs> yeah, not immortal i'm not immortal i can't uh, i can't waste that much time of my life in a day uh doing that okay i gotta find another uh, way of doing this which is too bad because like there's a lot of you know writing things that would be fun to do but yeah just just that sheer time suck is just like no no i can't uh I can't yeah. give that <laughs> yeah every day wouldn't you five days a week that's crazy to me could you have a goal in that kind of thing where you could become well-known enough or well-thought-of enough that you could kind of tweak those hours to your benefit? Like how much tweaking? Well, that you... Four hours a day? Yeah, four hours. You come in for four hours and work and... Uh Uh-huh. You know, I mean, if you're that productive... Yeah. 
I don't know. It's I don't not really the way works. a writer's room works. It's mm-hmm. like uh, you got to be there the whole time for the for for the thing for pitching and throwing ideas. Yeah, around for whatever like, like uh, things happen, and also you got to you got you basically are a slave to whoever is the slowest people. You know, and, you know, they're going to work at the pace uh, that fits the hours that they've got, right? And they're yeah. going to spread out the work that they've got so that they get it done within that amount of time and not work harder than that amount of time. They're not going to, like, really work super hard for the first four hours and, like, you know, not work. They're going to just pay- pace it out. They know how to do it. Yeah. And for me, it's just like, oh, well, there's a job that needs to get done. I'm going to get it done. And now I'm done. And now I'm looking at the clock and there's six hours left. <laughs> and now I've got to, like, pretend I'm working. <laughs> Foo. No, yeah, it's just not, uh, it's not something I can really do. And who knows, you know, I mean, now I'm at a point where we're moving and we're moving into a more expensive place. So I got to figure out a way of making, of making more money, uh, while not doing that. So, uh, we'll see what happens. Hmm. So what I'm saying is buy my comic people, please. <laughs> it's Exorcisters and it's out, uh, next, next Wednesday. Oh, it's out officially next Wednesday. Officially out next Wednesday. Wow. I'll be doing a signing at Golden Age Collectibles. In Vancouver, uh, I'm also doing the Writers Festival uh, next week as well, doing a couple things yeah. uh, at that. And if you're listening to this on the day that it drops, uh, I'm at the Vancouver Fan Expo uh, with with Giselle, who yeah. mentioned earlier, the yeah. artist on uh, on Extra Sisters, and uh, we'll be signing stuff uh, there. Are you, showing, are you sharing a table? We are not, but we are side by side. And my wife, Pia, is next to me as well. Oh, so nice. and Pia did a cover for Exorcisters, so she'll be signing that. And also signing copies of her book, Me, the People, which came out last week. Wow, you guys are busy. Yeah, I got, nice. a, I got, a, I got a new place. I got to make money. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot, of, a lot of hustle. I'm probably going to have to start doing stand-up again, too. Uh, I got to do something like that, I think, as well. Yeah. Yeah. Keep, keep doing it. Keep, keep going. Keep That's going. Right. Yeah. Wow. If only someone would figure out how to monetize podcasts, we would. Mm-hmm. We'd be up. We'd be golden. Did that Ricky Gervais ever make money off it? Did he do okay? How's he doing? Is he all right? I think he's all right. Did he okay, make money good. off the podcasts? Oh, I'm sure he did make a, a good amount of money off his podcast when he started. Yeah. He was the first guy to make money off podcasts, really, mm. I think. Yeah. Uh, I mean, now, of course, Mark Marin, uh, you know, is doing quite well. Uh, a, a fella who, uh, who I know, uh, fairly well, uh, Charlie Demiers was on this week and did a very, uh, nice, uh, appearance, by the way. Let me plug another podcast, uh, uh, on uh WTF? WTF. Yeah, he was. Oh, cool. I'll have yeah. to listen to that. It was a very good episode. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But yes, people have monetized podcasts. We could monetize our podcast, but we'd have to make some choices. But we do have another podcast, and apparently it's doing okay, right? Because you said yeah, it's it, doing very well. it was showing the signs of a successful podcast. Yes, the signs of a successful podcast are that your website starts getting attacked by people who want to try and break into it so they can plant scammy things in your, in yeah. your website. Yeah, nice. It happened to us once. It happened to us um, a g- gambling site. Right, it, we, broke okay. into our site and uh, and hijacked our pointers or whatever. So when you clicked on something, it would go it would take you to a, a gambling site. Right, so. and there was that when we had completely Beatles. There, where you click on it, and it would say completely bagels, and it would take you to this all bagels. <laughs> site. It's all bagels. Yeah, it would take you to a, a gambling site for bagels. Yeah, and totally Tintin would take you to totally Tintinitis, which was all cures for Tintinitis, which is fine. I left. I let. I let that one stand. That's right. Because you know, tintinitis is a terrible disease. Yeah, totally tintinitis. The name that rings a bell. (laughs) Is a company. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, our our podcast now is Full Marks. Yes. uh, Colon a Marx Brothers podcast. Had to put that in because there is another Full Marks on iTunes. Mm -hmm. Please, we are not the leftist 
uh, Marxist program that's examining world history through a Marxist lens. We are a podcast about the Marx Brothers, the hilarious comedy team from the, uh, I guess, the 30s. Yeah, though they went on to the 40s. And you and know. they were around before that, but let's just say their their prime era would have been in the 1930s. All right, well, we'll discuss more of that on our uh, Mark's Brothers podcast. We sure will. Uh, but no, that actually has been, been nice, the amount of people who've been writing us uh, on that. It's been nice, by the way, uh, those of you who've been writing us about, uh, you know, we've uh, been doing a movie thing now at the end of this podcast. Yes. And uh, quite a few of you, uh, you have written in, and yeah. that's also been nice. It's always nice to get the little back and forth. Yeah, it is interesting because we did this... So I have to thank Thomas and, and Brittany for reviving this from, cause we just kind of let it fall, fall, as we, as we do. We did it for a little while, way back when. Yeah, we haven't fed the office snake in a while too. There's a lot of things we forget about. Sounds sexy. The, uh, so yeah, so, but those days we didn't have as, nearly as many listeners. So it sort of came and went quite quickly. Whereas this, this one is. Yeah, now we have four more listeners. We have four more listeners. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, and three of them are very attractive, and also apparently very very keen on writing to us because uh, mm-hmm. we have a lot more interest this time. We're doing a way more top ten list than we did last time, which is fine. I mean, I've been I'm enjoying them. I do enjoy it. And the other thing because is because you like metric, like anything that's in a grouping uh-huh. of ten. That's true. I do, I do like metric a lot. I always feel really sorry when people talk about having to measure things in inches, and because yeah. someone was talking about, I think it was Alex Robinson, former friend of the show. Uh, the co-host of the Star Wars Minute had posted a, an image of of a reduction wheel, so some sort of wheel that you would use to figure out how to reduce something that was measured in inches down to a, a smaller size. So you would you would use this wheel to like okay. you have a percentage of sixty percent, and then you would blah blah blah, and you would move this here, and then it would give you it would give you the result. That, like, so so you say you wanted say you had like a ten inch paint picture. But you needed to fit into a six and three quarter inch space. Oh, bring out the scissors. So you would, you know, you have to figure out your reduction. So then you would use this wheel. Uh-huh. You choose your size and then you choose your wanted size. And then it would tell you what percentage you needed to shrink it down to get to that oh, size. Oh, okay. But you see, with metric, all you do is if, if you have a 10 centimeter drawing and you want it to fit into a 6.75 um image you just you just divide 6.75 by 10 and that will give you your reduction amount which of course would be 67.5 i assume because of the fact that i'm using 10 as an easy example but but that's you know so then it would give you the amount that you would put on a photocopier let's say let and i learned this when i was doing fanzines because Mm -hmm. you know we'd have artwork from like ads or just our own artwork and stuff like that which needed to be shrunk down for the and also we would like type out all the columns and then we'd shrink them down to make them a bit smaller Mm. so that we get more instead of the huge typewriter size it would then fit into a column and um so yeah it was just much easier to use uh centimeters or millimeters because you could figure out your percentages right away you didn't have to get some sort of weird wheel or even like try and figure out what the the decimal point is of you know six and six inches and five sixteenths or whatever like you know know what i love when it comes to temperature yeah zero that's when water freezes that's easy it's easy zero yeah water freezes when does it boil at 100. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> and in between is the rest. And then you keep going uh, down lower and lower, and you get colder and colder, and you go hotter and hotter above. But, you know, those are the two things you need to know. Yeah. Is, are is, is things boiling? Are they freezing? Uh, in between, uh, we'll figure it out. Fine. <laughs> it's funny, though. I still... Room temperature is 20 degrees uh, Celsius. If I if I take someone's temperature, I still want to do it in, in, in Fahrenheit. Though. Oh, of course you do. Because that's what I'm used to. So I know, like, 96 point whatever is... I can't, I can't remember what's it's good. It's the fox. Now. The fox rocks. 96 point... No? No, I don't know. 
99.3 is the fox. 99.3 is the fox. The world famous sea fox, as hmm. they call it now. Is it? It's what they say. Can the rest of the world listen to it? I guess they can yep. inter- internet-wide. If they can stream it. If you can stream it, you can do it. If you can, they say. No, if you can stream it, you can dream it. Oh. Yeah. Get that. Get the rhyme in there, you please. You can play cream on it. If you can stream it, you, you can, can play cream. You can play cream on it on at the, on the electric lunch. Oh, is that when they play the oldies? Uh, what, the old days on Sea Fox. Yeah, they would play the oldies at lunchtime. Does that sound good in an electric lunch? Always Sky Pilot. The Always song Sky Pilot. Sky Pilot by the How animals. How high can you fly? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I had that uh, forty-five. Because it's a smoke song. You can go outside and have a smoke while it's playing. So always every show. Was that the benefit of um, the Stairway to Heaven? It's a bathroom break. Huh. It's also a great song, by the way. But yeah, it's a bathroom break. Right. Or a smoke okay. break, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because most of the stuff you play is pretty short, like pretty, you know, peppy, pretty poppy stuff that's three to four minutes long. And then you go outside when you have your like long song. And speaking of long. Yeah. How long until this vehicle passes us? It's a long time because there's a huge amount of traffic blocking the road. Yeah, people are not good with uh, moving. Well, they can't because they're they're stuck. Yeah, and and so is there. he. He's trying to cross <laughs> his way along. People are trying to move over. Aren't you guys glad I'm giving you the? Uh, anyway, we can cut this out. But what that? Why? Why bother? If you're still listening to it, you know that Dave didn't care. That's the sound of an impatient ambulance driver. Now here's a question I've got for you. Uh, Is it a good of, question? Uh, it relates to things and things, okay. and uh, sure. we've spoke of work. We've just spoke of radio. Yeah. Okay. Would you? Uh, would you ever want to be a DJ? Yes. Okay. <laughs> what are you so laughing? you would accept. So you would accept a job as a DJ. Uh, well, I don't think I'd be very good at being a DJ, like a modern. I don't think I'd be very good at being a DJ, but I would love to do like a, a show, like like the one that Randy Bachman does on. Um, Vinyl tap kind right, of so idea. So you'd like to talk about Burton Cummings a lot. Is that what he does in that show? Mm, a bit. Okay. Yep. I mean, why not? It's part of his history. Sure. Uh, hopefully he plays Burton Cummings before, after he t- when he's talking about it. I him. would assume so, Not yeah. just mindlessly rambling about Burton Cummings. And, of course, and, uh, guess who, so of course, yes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, yeah, or something like that. Or, or there used to be a Finkelman's 45s used to be on, on CBC. I don't know if it still is. Ken, Ken, uh, okay. Ken Finkelman. Who we all know from Airplane 2. But also we did news, news radio and stuff but like that, right? the more important thing, Airplane 2. His brother, yeah. a different Finkelman, like, I can't remember his name now, but he, he had his own show on CBC playing 45s. Oh, okay. And so, yeah, he would just play 45s. It wasn't like, it wasn't a funny show necessarily. He would just play his, like, favorite music. And that was a pretty good show. I mean, if you, if you like oldies, but yeah, which I do. Uh, yeah, we play that. So yeah, it was, but well, that's what I would think would be fun to do. Play a show like that where you get to just play music you like there was a um the comedian who talks a lot sean Collin. he had a <laughs> he had a show on um why are you laughing i'll tell you in a sec go ahead he he had a little like hour-long play play my favorite record show on cbc for a while as well sean Collin, a very nice uh fella uh met him a couple of times he's been uh, you know, very gracious and uh, nice nice chap here's here's my beef with sean Collin. Is uh, I I went to Just for Laughs one year with my friend Roger. Okay. Roger and I are both improvisers. Yes, you are. Okay. Um. So we're both improvisers, and so uh, we had a uh, person that uh, that uh, Roger knew uh, come back to us and say, "I just saw Sean Cullen, mm-hmm. and uh, he was uh, saw his show. He is uh, oh, he's the best improviser I've ever seen. This person had seen us do improv 
Ooh. fairly, fairly, okay. regularly. Yeah. And, uh, and we're like, oh, oh, it's pretty good, huh? No, yeah. the best improviser wow. I've ever seen. Hmm. I was like, oh, that's, uh, that's cool. It's like, and she wouldn't stop. It's like, you don't understand. This person is so above and beyond yeah. any other improv oh. that I've ever seen. Yeah. I wouldn't believe it. Mm-hmm. So I kind of hated Sean Cohen. <laughs> that's not his fault. Yeah. That's yeah. not his fault no. that he is the best improviser that someone's ever seen. All right. Let's do this right let's now. Just, let's do this right here's now. Here's the thing. Just change. Just say, did I say improviser? I meant improviser. Mm-hmm. I make things better. And he's very, very good. Look, I don't want to be like a magician criticizing another magician. You are. But I am. <laughs> he does a thing in his show yeah. that's very good. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah. It's a very great thing. Yeah. Is it the greatest improv in the world? I would say. Just, yeah, you, mm. that's what is he I doing would, it by himself? Yes, sir, he is. See, that's, that's easy. Uh, you're saying opinions that are your opinion. I, just, cause I, I don't disagree with what you're saying, sir. Because I think that... You, the, it's the interaction between people that makes improv. Right. He do, what he work. does is he does a thing that's uh, what you call a, a stunt. You know, to yeah. me, it's like he does a stunt improv thing sure. that looks very, very difficult, and it might be. Sure. And he does it very, very well. And does he put in all the hesitation? And I respect maybe, and <laughs> I respect what it is. Yeah. And yet I'm like, yeah, I guess to someone, you know, they mm-hmm. might think this is the greatest improv they've ever seen in their life. Yeah. And to me, I, I just say these things, I go high voice. <laughs> you know? But I'm glad they enjoyed it. But let me just say. But uh, that, was, uh, that was an annoying thing to hear that they would mm-hmm. not let this go. But that's not Sean Collins' fault. No, no. Unless he paid them to do that. No, no. I'm not disliking case, Sean Cullen the man. Yeah. There, I was annoyed with Sean Cullen the concept. Sean <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Yeah, people are often uh, people are often uh, annoyed at the concept of me as well. So oh, is that right? Yeah, I don't I don't work well in, as a concept, but in reality, I'm great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Huh? I'm trying to think of a better concept or reality. I don't know. It's a good question. Today at the gym, I was a bit of a, I was a bit of a hero at the gym this morning. Oh, so uh, I remember that there was a guy who was kicking sand on you at the gym mm-hmm. uh, about three years ago. That's right. And said, uh, "Don't." Uh, don't, and and the girl that you were with, yeah. uh, who was not your wife, she was just a friend. Just went, a friend don't yeah. let it bother you, little boy. Yeah, yeah. And he said to you, if I'm getting this right, yeah. uh, I would hit you, but you'd probably just dry up and blow away. Remember that happened to you years ago? Mm-hmm. I, and I remember it was very upsetting. You it talked about it on the show. You said you'd mailed away for something. Hurt my feelings. And I, I yeah. yeah. Well, today I kicked the shit out of him. What? Like three years later? He yeah. probably doesn't even remember you. No, he didn't. It's quite surprising. I didn't even tell him. Wait, what was the name of this guy? First name, just first name only. Uh, Bruce. The guy with bone cancer? Yeah. Oh, his bone cancer's gotten so bad lately. I He's know. got the brittlest bones. Listen, I can't help. I can't help my timing. And I didn't. I just came at him from behind. Yeah. And just took him down. Oh, where'd you hit him? In the head. Oh, that's where he's got the most bone cancer. I know. That's why I went there. None of this is my fault, by the way. Okay. He started it. I finished it. And him. So that, was that why you were a hero at the, the gym? Yeah, yeah. Well, of course he's in the hospital with all that bone cancer. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you mean also because you hit him in the head and shattered the bones? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Well, maybe they'll make it easier for them to get the cancer out. Oh, everyone was so happy with me. They all they all rushed to him. You know, they're mocking him by helping him up and yeah. You know, you know what they were showing carrying him respect carrying him to the carrying the respect of distance. They're showing they're showing me respect. Yeah, they carried him to a to the first aid room. Uh, called nine one one. So yep, that's right. Keep the praise coming, folks. Keep the praise coming. 
No, there was a, a young lady at the gym this morning and she, I, I guess she's broken her leg. She had like a full cast on, on her leg up to her knee, covering her knee. And so, but she was working out. She was working out as best she could. So she was doing like pull downs and things like that. And then she hopped across the gym on one leg over to these other machines where she was, where she would normally be doing standing things, but she was kneeling on the, on the floor. Okay. But our, the floor there is a carpet, but it's that kind of outdoor, like green outdoor carpet. All right. I hear you. You know, that kind of is really rough yeah, on your legs, yeah. right? And she had shorts on because she has this cast thing. Oh. So I just went over and asked if she needed a, wanted a mat. She said, Oh, that'd be great. So I went and got her a mat and bought it to her. Oh. So I was like, Yay. Hooray for me. And she went, when I gave it to her, she goes, You're right. It is really hard on your knees. So I said, Yeah, it's that carpet. It's terrible, but that's okay. So I felt, I felt nice. Good for you. You know what? I'm going to call you Matt from now on. Thanks. <laughs> like, Matt if, Dedrick. I don't know if that's a compliment. Dave Matt Dedrick. I like Matt Dedrick. It sounds like you're a cowboy. Mm. I don't think Dedrick is a name that uh, evokes cowboyness. All right. Let me just say this. Let me see this. Yep. Okay. Uh, the Dedricks are coming to town. Yeah, it doesn't work. Mm. You're, it's true, isn't it? Yeah. How about the Dedricksons? How, uh, what's your mom's maiden name? Johnson. Johnsons are coming to town. Matt Johnson. Okay. That's a better name. Oh. Also, this is going to make it a lot easier to get your ID, uh, you know, steal your ID. Sure. Getting your mom's maiden name. Your first pet again. You've mentioned that on the show. <laughs> so that's also good. Those are not. I think those, you may have mentioned the street you grew up on. Those are not. Because I'm never sure how to spell my mom's my mom's name, last name. Mm-hmm. Is it a T or no T in Johnson? Ah. Johnston or Johnson? I can't remember. So I don't use that as a as a thing. Okay. Just because of that, that little problem that I have. I went to see um, a new cowboy movie, uh, The Sisters Brothers. Did I mention that to you? I went to see no. The Sisters Brothers. Uh, not a bad movie. Okay, so uh, that's um, John C. Riley. Yes. And, and Will Ferrell. Joaquin, uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, really? Yeah. Will Ferrell. No. Isn't it? Not at all. Isn't it? No. Not in the slightest. I thought it was the stepsisters no. brothers. Yeah, nope. No, sir. Okay. Couldn't be more wrong. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Okay. And uh, what's his name? Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, is he in it as well? He's also in there. So is this this is a serious film? Oh. It's not a comedy. Oh, no, it's not. What's that? Did you see the trailer? Did you see the trailer that was a comedy trailer? Uh, like I did? And go like, you know, it'll be a nice movie to see today. It's yeah. this like edgy kind of comedy western uh-huh. with like, you know, Tainted Love is playing in the background. And it's like, oh, well, this will be interesting and a lot of interesting sharp jokes. And uh, okay. Man, they had to edit the hell out of that trailer to make that. We we watched it. I went. I saw it with my sister in law, mm. uh, Vicky, and uh, yeah, we just came out and we're like, what the hell was that? Yeah, you know, it's like again, it was it was Coen Brothers light. Okay. It was one of those okay. type of things, one of those movies that ends and you go, huh? Um, On a scale of one to good, what would you rate it? Eh, it's fine. It's competent. It's a meh. There's uh, there's you know, it's five. Uh, you give it five? Eh, I don't know. It's what it is. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to give it a number. I'm just trying to help people out there. I don't know. It's 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 what it is. You know, it's got some okay. interesting scenes. It's got some beautiful scenes. Uh, well well shot, but uh, I don't see what the point is. Mm. And uh, again, because it was so misled by the trailer, it was uh, off putting to me. I was waiting for you're, the movie you're to kick angry? in. You're angry. You're angry the whole time. Yeah, there's like a there's actually like a device in the middle of the movie where a, a, a guy's giving a little bit of a monologue uh, in this sort of black circle, just surrounded by blackness. And it just looked like, well, what's this? What's, what, what movie is this? David Lynch and, directing. And, yeah, and then they go like an, into another style, and they have like a weird dream sequence that's creepy. But then that's gone, and then they go into another type of style. And uh, But I don't think it was even a choice. It was just like so all over the map. Mm. Everyone's given, given their all, but 
you know, it's eh. They end up with eh. Yeah, you go, eh. that's weird. And you end up with that. But uh, it is a, it is not what the trailer is. Though, let me say this. Yeah. Went to see Venom. Trailer's mm. a piece of crap. Yeah. Movie's quite good. Oh, you enjoyed the movie? Yeah, it's good. It's a, it's a, it, Tom Hardy is very charming in it and mm. makes it, uh, it's not great. It's yeah. like a, I'll go B minus on it. Uh, but, uh, but he's, um, he, he really does do interesting physical work in it. Almost, uh, Bruce Campbell-ish. Okay. Stuff when he's okay. dealing with things. Sure. And he, and they make some really good choices that make you like him so that when he's going through all this stuff, you know, they go, but unfortunately they, they take the ending of the movie and put it in the trailer. And they put too oh. much of of uh, things in the trailer that are in the movie, but uh, that kind of spoil what the movie is gonna be. But they do it much much better in the movie itself. Okay. The trailer didn't know what it was doing at all, <laughs> but the movie does seem to know what it's doing. It's sure. got a good motorcycle chase scene. Unfortunately, they go by the same movie theater like about seven times, which is like, oh, you only rented that block. I get it. Uh, <laughs> but no, it's quite charming. It was like a cartoon background, like an animated cartoon. It was kind of like, yeah, walking the Flintstones walked by the same dinosaur like seven times. You should have checked to see if it was a Hanna-Barbera production. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was wearing a necktie, so probably it was. (laughs) Venom wearing a necktie and a hat. Yeah. Also, his first and last name should then rhyme as well. So Venom Henum or something like that. Mm. I don't know what rhymes with Venom. Very little. Very little does rhyme with Venom. It's also strange that they never mentioned Spider-Man. That's just this thing on its own that just happens to like, Mm. you know, just Venom. Just the thing. Yeah. Climbs things. Kind of webs. <laughs> Spider-Man? Nope. Well, we, we all saw Spider-Man 3. Didn't like it. But that was the last time we saw you. Yeah, Did yeah. you know Spider-Man? No. No Spider-Man. <laughs> oh, really? It's like having a Dr. Octopus movie and like no no mention of Spider-Man. It's like, that's strange. I guess they like could, you should. I guess they could do that. I guess they could. Don't think they should. <laughs> but then I didn't think they should do a Venom movie. So what the hell do I know? And I <laughs> ended up enjoying that. No, he's very, very charming. That's good. Well, Tom Hardy's very good mm-hmm. when he wants to be. Yeah. I don't know if he... Well... I don't. I won't say anymore. Oh, but I think did he's you have very a good. Controversial Tom Hardy statement. I was just gonna say I don't know if he could carry a movie, but apparently he he, he can. I'm wrong because uh, he's very good in Bronson. Okay, I have not seen Bronson. Mm, he's in movie. that movie where he's twins, right? The uh, it's the um the movie where it's the old gangsters ones. Are they both? Oh, the gay? Cray brothers. The Cray brothers. Yes. Yes. yes yeah. That's right. Yes, he was. I did not see that film, but I've heard good things about it. And I, I have as well. And I would watch it if it was in some way available to me to watch. Oh, but I haven't seen it on streaming, neither on the movie network or right. on. Netflix. So you're asking our listeners to send you a DVD. Yes, that's right. To send send a DVD to me, please, so All I can right. watch that movie. Thanks, guys. Um, that's good. I'm. You know, I went. I went and saw a movie. What What you see, Dave? I went and saw the Thirty Six Chambers of the Shaolin. Oh, the old the 1978 martial I mi- arts. I, film. I missed the the first Thirty Five Chambers. So um, uh, can I just see this one and be caught up? Yes. All right. They'll they'll take you through all the chambers, all the chambers, even the Maryland, even the Maryland chambers. Yes, they, that one's behind the green door. Was she in behind the green door? I think so. Hmm. I would have made a rabbit joke. The all right, Cronenberg film. Go yeah. ahead. I'm gonna look and you see. look it up. Sure, yep. sure, sure. But tell ahead. me more about this movie. Well, it was interesting because it was part of the VIF, part of the Vancouver Inter- International Film Festival, and uh, I guess they brought the RZA to town. Uh, the RZA, of course, is from. The Wu Tang Clan. That's right. They're one of the, one of the great rap groups, one of the greatest rap groups, and I particularly love their first album, which is called "Enter the Wu Tang: Thirty Six Chambers." Very good. And then. they so they were, they were very influenced by martial arts films growing up as kids, and so they brought now, a lot are they, of that. Are they something to fuck with, or are they nothing to fuck with? 
I wouldn't protect your neck. All That's right, all I got to tell good. you. Marilyn uh, Chambers, by the way, indeed was. Was in the green door. And be behind the green door. Behind so keep door. going with your story. I'm going to watch that movie. <laughs> Please do. I hope this isn't awkward for you. No, it's fine. Just uh, if you get excited, leave. Uh, so, yeah. So he's in town. And so the, what they did was the, he he went, he talked to the distribution company that, that owns the distribution rights to 36 Chambers. And he uh, got a print from them. And they have allowed him to strip the soundtrack. So oh. he took all the music off it. And what he does is he does a live mix. Oh, wow. So you watch the film and then he and two other guys do this mix, like their own soundtrack oh, for damn, the movie. that sounds interesting. Yeah, it was lots of fun. It was really cool. So what was, okay, there's a few interesting things. One is, of course, yes, you get to hear this cool, uh, you know, on the spot. I'm sure they, I'm mm-hmm. sure it's basically the same every time, but, but it looked like a lot of work. The only thing I'd, I wish they had done was had a, 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 a smaller screen off to the side with a camera above their table so you could wa- see what they're doing. Right. They might not want that, though, because a lot of DJ stuff, they're very, they're very secretive about all their tricks and things. But it would have been cool to be able to see them so you could kind of be watching the movie, be hearing the sounds, and then you could look at them and yeah. you could see them juggling records or moving stuff around, trying to you know, figure out the tracks, how they're how they're queuing things up and everything. It would have been cool. fun to watch. But um, do you know the movie 36 Chambers? I do not, no. Well, you know, you're in luck because it's on Netflix right now. So. Oh, is it? Yes. So, yeah, you could watch it there. It's, uh, it's, a, it's an it old version. Is it subtitled? Martial. You can watch it dubbed, which is terrible, and okay. you can also watch it subtitled. You, you know that, right? Like, you can go into the bottom menu and then well, it Well, you, you can't always watch movies dubbed. No, that's... Uh, but you can always I watch I prefer them. to watch them subtitled myself. I don't like dubbed movies. but uh, And this version was dubbed because it, it probably plays in the United States where subtitles go over like a Led Zeppelin. Right. So they, uh, but what was interesting there was, okay, they had the, they had the people talking, but they also had the subtitles because there was times when the music was so loud, ah. you couldn't hear what people were saying. So you could see the curious fact that, okay, so when they write out, so the subtitles are basically word for word translation. What's spoken is a different version because they have to try and figure out yeah. how to convey the information but have the most sync the mouths up yeah so they're As saying people things... have to do in town because a lot of anime dubbing gets done in town so okay. yeah that's a lot of that yeah and so it, it was it was fun to watch the differences between the with subtitles and what people were saying and it wasn't that the information was opposite but sometimes they would leave things out mm. and say a lot more about one thing just in order to fit fit it together and that was fun and then, um, what theater did you see? This, this was at the Orpheum. Oh, nice. Okay, that's a great space. Yes, it was a. It's a, it's a big theater. It was packed, packed with people. The only problem was, originally it was supposed to start at eight fifteen on Tuesday night, which I thought, well, that's perfect because it'll be finished by ten, and I can be it's home at eleven. Time for your third snack. That's exactly right. And which I did have my third snack, snack there, which popcorn. Uh, so um, even I went together. Eve, my daughter Eve, we went down and uh, so, oh, and I got a message before we left, which was that the show had been postponed till nine. Okay. So I was like, oh, well, that's not quite as great, but that's still okay. So it's going to start at nine. So then we get, so we left early because it was general, general admission. There wasn't, there wasn't assigned seats. So it was, you know, so I want to get there early so we could get, get nice seats. So we get down there about 7.35 or so, whatever. So we get to the theater due to circumstances beyond our control. The auditorium will not open till eight forty-five. Oh, foo! Exactly. So, uh, my snack. It, it was, it was like we were just kind of standing there by near the door where we where we wanted to go in, and then at one point I I turned around and looked, and it was just like I felt like um, Tippy Hedren in the birds. So it was just like all these people had like 
a, a mast behind us and it's turned and looks and there's just like up and down all the stairs and because there's like where we were there was a conjunction of of sta- two stairs coming down from left to right yeah and then a stair coming straight towards us and they're just full of people <laughs> all around us all these people it was crazy and then of course once they opened the doors everyone just kind of rushed in and so we didn't get like the best seats in the world it would have been better if we could have if they'd opened when they were supposed to right. and then we could have there wasn't that many people there yet. It was still, it was, you know, there were people, but it's not a ton. We could have sat a bit closer to the front, but that was okay. And, and then when, after he finished, after the show was finished, well, one thing was they had like, uh, another DJ, uh, who was sort of warming the crowd up. He was, he, he was just sort of, you know, what do you think of this song? And he'd play the song. Here's a beat. And then he kind of put together a beat and, you know, this is how we do it. We do this, we do that, you know, and you're just kind of like, okay, I guess that's what you do. You know, we got this beat going and I like this bass thing and we put them together and then, you know, and then he kind of puts all the stuff and he gets this sort of song going. And, and then he was talking about how the Wu-Tang Clan were signed, signed to Tommy, Tommy Boy Records at the same time as House of Pain, who had a huge hit with, with Jump Around. And Tommy Boy was like, well, we don't need two groups rapping. So you, so Wu-Tang Clan, you're out of here. <laughs> and so I guess the RZA was like trying to like, you know, plead, you know, like, hey, you know, this is a great, you know, this work really good. Like, this is a great concept. You know, you can't just, you know, and they're just like, nah, we don't need you guys. So they, they booted him off the label. Because the weird thing about the Wu-Tang Clan, not weird, but interesting. I always say interesting. I'm going to look up a new word. I'm going to get a thesaurus. With Fantabulous the thing. thing. The, <laughs> the curious thing, the thing that you might be, you might enjoy hearing is that when the Wu-Tang Clan were looking for a record contract, it was hard for them to find a company that was willing to sign them because the way they packaged themselves was as the Wu-Tang Clan, but also as separate individual rappers who could then sign with whoever. Sure. So if you signed the Wu-Tang Clan, you were getting the Wu-Tang Clan, but you weren't, you know, you weren't nailing all the, the people who are part of it. They could all sign their own, con- you know, with whoever. So, so all the rappers in the Wu-Tang Clan, um, Method Man, Raekwon, Inspector Deck, Ghostface Killer, The Rizza, The Jizza, Old Dirty Bastard. I can't remember anymore because I'm panicking. Papa Smurf. <laughs> Papa Smurf. And I like... Dr. Octopus. I love their... I love... Oh, I just love all the names and stuff they gave themselves. Yeah. And then they all have like different names as well. There's like those names, their own real names. Yeah. They're made up rap names. And then they have these other names that they, they have like T-Cal and stuff like that. that are... Right. But anyway. So... um. So yeah, they finally were able to sign to one label and, and put out one of the greatest albums of the '90s, which was Enter the Wu Tang, Thirty Six nice. Chambers. But it was yeah, it was a lot of fun. And I, that movie is a fun movie. And, and hey, you know, here's the other interesting thing because you've the main guy in the film, Gordon Liu, um, he uh, stars in it. He did the fight choreography and he directed it. He is in Kill Bill one and two. Oh, what is he? Um, in Kill Bill one, he's Oren Ishii's right hand man, the kind of guy with no hair, with, okay. the, with the mask, with the kind of uh, Kato mask, mm-hmm. who fights who fights the bride. And then in this Kill Bill two, he plays the kung fu master who teaches the bride an L driver before he gets poisoned by the by the fish before L driver gotcha. poisons okay. him. Yeah. I was just, by the way, looking up what your name was in the Wu Tang name generator. Oh, what's that? Well, first of all, you got to tell me whether you want to go by Dave or or David. Let's go, David. David. So, uh, David Dedrick. Yeah. Okay. Ready? Yep. Here we go. Okay, hold it, and we're going for it, and we're done, and here it goes, and we're going, and English, and done, and uh, here we go. Wait a second, and here we go. Uh, excessive menace. That's me. Everyone knows it. Your excessive menace. <laughs> 
<laughs> How about you? That's a good question, Dave. Let me let me look that up. You look it up. All right. And then after the show was done, uh, there was a little kind of short an- question and answer period, not very long because uh, everything that happens at VIF is done Ooh. done on the clock. Everything is everyone's running out of time before the show even starts. So he answered three questions from the crowd, which were uh, first question was who it was like who when you were younger who would have influenced you? But the way Rizza heard it is he he took it as what would you tell yourself. If you could mm. go back, what would you tell yourself? Right. The other question, I can't remember. And then the third question was this guy stood up and he's like, he introduced himself, introduced his name, told him oh, his name. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. That's a bad sign. And then said that his family came from China, came from about 200 miles from Canton. Oh, okay. 120 years ago. Okay. And he says. Are they here yet? <laughs> that's right. I had a boat like that once. That is, a, I've heard there's some slow boats to China, mm-hmm, but I don't true. know coming from China. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, maybe think, they get the headwinds. You think they go back, back and forth? Yeah, and just okay. go one way. Uh, he says, "What do you know about insert my name here? What do you know about me?" Hmm. That was his question, mm-hmm. which the RZA took, uh, and he kind of he took this very we kind of weirdly narcissistic question. Sure, sure. And he kind of turned around and he talked about how you know North America is this place of of immigration and all these people have come together, you know, to create this, you know, this kind of new culture and, you know, and all these different cultures mixing together. So someone like him, who is a young black boy growing up in Staten Island could see a film like 36 Chambers and be so influenced by this story about, cause he said, you know, what, where's your family? Were, were your family, uh, Han or were they Manchu? Were they the rich, you know, they were the Chinese or were they the, Mo- the Mongols who came in and, and, you know, mm-hmm. invaded the land at that time? That's part of what the film's about. And he says, well, we were Han. He says, there you see. So, you know, that's, you're the hero of this story. Your, your family are the hero of this story. You know, that I, and I know that because I saw this movie when I was a kid. And so that's part of my, Neat. and then he says, and then there's a scene in the film where they're in the film, Gordon Liu's character, he wants to learn Kung Fu and he wants to learn it now. So he's like, there's 35 chambers in this, in this, uh, Shaolin temple that he goes to. So he really wants to go to the 35th, chamber oh that's a mistake because then he'll know that that's where he'll learn the ultimate oh, kung fu boy, i tell you i don't think that's gonna work out it's for true it doesn't work out it's this it's almost like where you would go to discuss the philosophy of what you've learned of the mastery that you have right and so in there there's a person who says um there's five tones that that deafen you there's five colors that blind you and he's and then rizza said and those five colors are white black red brown and and you know, whatever, like the yeah. colors of people Skin. in the world. And he said, we have to look past those colors because those colors blind us to who we really are. And I thought, oh, that's a good finish. And that was his last thing he said before mm. he left the stage. And I thought, wow, he really turned that. And, you know, that might be a stock thing that he kind of fits into different yeah. questions and stuff like that. But it, it was really effective. find out that guy travels with him like every show. And he <laughs> the last question. It didn't feel like it. Yeah, it felt like it was very specific to to our to where we live. And, uh, and the people who are with him, the two DJs that are with him, who are – uh, a couple of white guys were his friends from high school that he met when he was 14 years old when he started going to high school. The one guy they met in gym class because both of them had not brought their gym strip, so they had to go mm. sit in the bleachers. And they started talking, and they then they realized they're both you know wanted to be DJs, and they immediately challenged each other to a to a you know to a DJ off, <laughs> and then went back to the, his friend's house and they had they had a battle. And the other guy he met. And he said he wasn't a very good DJ, which this guy agreed. He was like, mm. and he said, but he did this really interesting thing when we were younger, where he used a VCR and he would he would 
make his own soundtracks for cartoons and he would mm. dub those cartoons onto another VCR with his new soundtrack on them. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, and he said and it, you know, and he was doing that, you know, in the in the early 90s or late late yeah, 80s, yeah. early 90s, and it took until 2007 for technology to catch up to what he was doing and Disney asked me to to remix uh, some some of their movies like that was like the first time I did like movie yeah. remixes and I was asked by Disney to do do like these live mixes and I immediately called he immediately called his <laughs> friend and said I listen you know this you got to come in on this because you were the first person I yeah. knew who was doing this so so yeah it was interesting so the three of them were busily busily working away during the it was a, it was a good it was fun it was a lot of fun and I really liked the soundtrack they did as well I thought it was good so okay so going back to our yes Wu-Tang let's hear names. first yep. of all your Wu Tang name is excessive menace very nice. Uh, mine is Tough Tiger Fist. Tough Tiger Fist? It's great! <laughs> you know what's funny? Okay, my Excessive Menace, it just seems a little melodramatic. How so? This is Excessive Menace. Like, Menace is enough. Excessive uh-huh. Menace seems like you're... No, it isn't. It seems like you're, you're no, it isn't. icing you the could icing just be, on the cake. You could just be annoying Mr. Wilson if you're just regular Menace. <laughs> right? Or you could be like... the British version of Dennis the Menace. Yeah. And then you are really an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. But With your dog, Nasher. Tough Tiger Fist. It sounds the exact opposite of tough. Really? Yeah. Okay. Imagine if. Okay. So you got a tiger. But I like it. I like it better than mine. Okay. But here's. I'm a little jealous. That's probably. I want. But it's not actually. Mine's stupid, and here's why. No, it's not. No, it's very stupid. No, it's great. No, it's stupid. Here's why. Okay. So picture. I'll take it. No, no. Don't take it. This is bad. (laughs) Okay. Here's why. All right. Okay. Picture. Yeah. You're in India. Yes. You're walking through jungle. Yep. See a tiger. A oh, tiger in India? Terrifying. Oh, that's right. That's right. Because that's where they live. Yeah. Uh, if you're an African, you saw one, you go, oh, it got out of a zoo. <laughs> uh, so, so you see a tiger and you're like, oh, yeah. no. What's the scariest parts of the tiger? Yeah. Well, of course, uh, fangs, terrible fangs that will like tear your throat out. Yeah. And claws, massive claws that will just tear you to sure. pieces. Sure. What if you looked down and saw instead of claws, it had a fist? <laughs> yeah. Would be stupid. Kind Wouldn't of... you just go, no, oh, no, the tiger's going to punch me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, it's way less. It's scary. It's clobbering time. Yeah, it would look stupid. Like I mentioned, it has tiger. claws. Let's see. I have to spell. No, it. no, no, no. Clobbering time. Oh, that I get that, but he doesn't because he's got a fist, <laughs> and he'd cut his hands if he made fists. So he's got little fists, and he's walking on his fist in the jungle. Going, ow, 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 ow! Oh, my tender yeah, yeah. paws. Yeah. Oh, my tender fists. And then he'd have to like what? Get up on his back legs to mm. fight you? We just push him because he hasn't got strong back legs. That's not how a tiger fights. You know, but the thing, the tiger. The tiger fist, though, isn't a reference to an actual tiger. Mm-hmm. You are doing the martial arts position, sure. tiger fist. No, I realize that. But I'm also saying there are and actual... And you do it in a tough way. Sure. You, you do it harder than most people do it. You do it in a complicated way. That a lot yeah, of people right. I, I've upped the... I'm in the video game, yeah. and I've asked for the hard level, please. Yeah. yeah. Which I never do. It's better than the other name, complicated tiger fist. Right. Now, what if it was excessive fisting? Would that be... <laughs> that'd be us combined. <laughs> excessive fisting. You have described us perfectly. Yeah, I think uh, I think that might be the name of our next podcast after Sneaky Dragon. Mm-hmm. By the way, Sneaky Dragon does sound like a Wu Tang name. Yeah, it does actually. Yeah, who would mm-hmm. win in a fight between Sneaky Dragon and Tough Tiger Fist? Sneaky Dragon, absolutely, because you wouldn't see the dragon coming, right? Yeah, he's yeah. You never know where he is, right? Until the flame hits you, and then it's too late. <laughs> it's too late. Yeah, very scary. Yeah, very scary. Okay. All right, so I got to check out this thirty-two chambers business. Yeah, you should watch it. Like I say, it's on uh, it's on Netflix. Okay, and I say uh, and check the sequel out... is as well. Oh, very good. Which is called thirty-six chambers. Is it really? It's like more chambers or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's more, more chambers, more more problems. chambers, more problems. Yeah, yeah. All right. 
The 36 and, Chamber. Oh, I don't want to give it away. You have to see no? it. Okay. And and again, uh, for you, uh, watch Behind the Green Door with uh, Marilyn Chambers. Do I have to? No. <laughs> I think I saw it. Well, you saw it. At one of those, um, hey, it's cool. We're all uh, hip people watching uh, adult movies, but in a film festival type situation. Ugh. But yeah. I believe it was at uh, the Fox Theater, but not when the Fox Theater was a porno theater. But when it was the Savoy Theater, okay, and yep. was showing it as like a midnight movie or something like that. I only went to that theater twice, the Savoy Theater. The Savoy Theater? Yeah. Okay. Saw so, Song Remains the Same there, the Led Zeppelin film. Right. And then I saw Polyester, the John Waters film there. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Song yeah, Remains the Same is a boring movie, by the way. I fell asleep. I am I am sorry that, you know, I've never been around when it was a movie theater that I would go to as a movie theater. When it was a Savoy. Yeah. Yeah. Seems like that would have been a theater I would have gone to see movies yeah, at. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah, it was okay. I don't think it lasted that long, though. Though, you know what? I say this, okay. and I'm down the street from the Rio, and how often do I go to the Rio? Yeah. Usually just for work. Hypocrite. So, you know, that's right. I am a damn hypocrite. <laughs> Shut my mouth. See what I see what I know. Absolutely. Well, we nothing. used to go there quite a bit to go to the horror nights on Fridays. Yes. Uh, that was a lot of fun, but somehow that kind of fell off the map. I think I got uh, sleepy. Well, I, you know... It seemed easier then to stay up that late. They even had double bills after midnight, and they would like you'd you'd end up yeah. going home at like four in the morning, yeah. and that just felt wrong. Like you get out and go like, "Ow, my head! I don't feel good. <laughs> I don't feel good." And I stay up late. I was yeah. like, "Ah, oh, I don't feel good coming out of a movie theater at this hour. Uh, oh, the sun's coming up. No, this doesn't feel right. <laughs> I don't like it." It didn't really bother me that way. I just think that we're busier now. Like I don't think we were doing the podcast then. No, so my, I didn't have responsibilities on a my Saturday. My dad could never see a matinee. He would hate seeing a matinee because he would hate coming out of a movie theater and it being daylight. Mm. That would give him a headache. He would just be... Ugh. It make him feel like he wasted his day or just... I don't know. Mm. And yet, uh, I was all about, you know, I was mostly <laughs> matinees. Yeah. Because I would skip out of school and it was like, well, the afternoon, let's go see a cheap movie. Hmm. I watch, watch all the movies. That's funny. I skipped out of school once and I did For not... For what purpose? I did not like it. To what end? Just skip out. And I mean, what did you do with your time? Uh, we went to Sunley Park, wandered around... Did some stuff, came back home. It just felt like a waste of my day. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, I like going to Stanley Park, and you know, but it just felt like the whole time I was just like, oh, this would be better. This would be more fun if I was at school. Like, I just like school. So I didn't like school, school, but I liked the social part of school. You didn't like the school of life, which was out and about. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I mean, school, going to school is part of the school of life, by the way. All right. It's not removed from life. School is not like, well, everything separate is, from life. Every, the, everything yeah. is covered. Yes. Yeah. But I just, I liked, I like being at school. Is school connected with the School of Hard Knocks? Our school was affiliated with the School of Hard Knocks, yes. <laughs> were those uh, credits transferable to the they School were, of Hard Knocks? Yes, they were, they, were, they were transferable both ways, yeah. You could uh, you could transfer those knocks, Yeah, hard as they were. Yeah, you could give it, you could take it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some people couldn't take it, some people couldn't give it. I think probably part of why I like school, though, is that I, I figured out a way to go to school without having to do science and math. And so that's what I did. And eventually, it kind of bit me in the bum because I had to go to university. I had to take science classes outside of school to, in order to find a cure for whatever bit you in the to bum. To find, find a cure for bum biters. Uh, you know what I think it was? Mm-hmm. Bumblebee. Could be. Yep. Could be. I don't like to besmirch their name. I didn't see it. No. Whatever bit me there. They just go around gathering butt honey. Yeah. <laughs> And that's what you hear with married couples. Mm-hmm. But honey. But honey. Oh, for crying oh out loud. Oh, my gosh. I don't even like any part of where that went. <laughs> Ugh. Why don't I edit the damn show? Take that out. Sound real smart. 
forget it. We're both very tired. Continue. We're not falling asleep like we did last time. No, while you were the one falling asleep, I was fine. We, uh, yeah, there was a there was a point where I looked over at this this plastic bag that's still there. I really should move it, and I saw it as a stack of Jenga. Yeah, and I went like, oh, that's not that that'll fall. And I was like, that didn't make sense. Back to Dave. Oh shit, I was asleep just then. I better play it cool. Yeah, and I played it cool by saying, Dave, I was asleep. Yeah, which isn't the coolest thing to do. Oh no, it's uh, being tired is 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 uh not good, because I mean I like it's okay to be tired, but it's not like I was driving. <laughs> I was really tired. That's me. It's very dangerous, and I don't like it. It is not good. Yeah, here's the thing. Yeah, why don't if you've got tips out there, gentle listeners, as to how to uh, wake up yeah. more when you uh, need to wake up. Like Dave is not a coffee fella. Don't drink coffee. Uh, candy would candy. I do sometimes do a candy thing. Yeah. Or if if I'm leaving, coming home from a concert late at night, I'll buy a Slurpee on the way home and just and just. Uh, well, what what gets you more alert? The sugar, the caffeine, or the cold? I think it's a mixture of having something to do mm-hmm. because I'm you know I'm picking up the cup and I'm drinking it, so it's keeping me right. It's because you know when you're driving, one of the biggest problems with driving is how hypnotic it is because it's just things that are going past you at a, the similar speed for long periods of time, and it can after yes. a while it can sort of lull your mind, and you start to go into this weird kind of state if you're not if you're not um aware and then um and i think the cold and the sugar help as well yes the sugar is a big part but i mean i'll drink it and then when i get home i'll just go to bed i don't stay up and go oh i had a slurpee now i have to stay awake for two hours so one of the things with this new place that i'm moving into and i don't don't want to say exactly where i'm moving but it is about the perfect distance from a 7-eleven Nice. Yeah, it's a perfect distance where you could go, come mm-hmm. back, and basically be done with your Slurpee, and you're fine. <laughs> it's nice. I think it's uh, it's it's, it's all right. That's the only reason I'll go for a walk. Is for a Slurpee? Yeah. I think we can do that because we're going to end up probably doing future episodes at the at the place because I can't afford to keep the office and the house. Yeah. Uh, so we'll probably do that and end up doing a Slurpee run. It's actually it's a very nice house to walk to things from. Yeah. Like uh, we're a couple blocks from the PE, which is really really nice. I went just the other day and yeah. and uh, we're like, oh, there's the uh, racetrack. Mm-hmm. That's nice. That's and cool. you mentioned like there's some good sandwiches at the yeah. Racetrack. They have good, really good corned beef sandwiches at the racetrack. That's a, a common thing we'll do. Lisa and I will is to just go to the racetrack, which is free to go to. It's free to go to the racetrack. Oh, is that right? Yep. Yep. I didn't know that. Yeah, they just want your gambling money. They don't want your. Oh. They don't want your entrance fee. Have you ever gambled at the racetrack? No, I never. I never have. I just like to go so and. Would you know how to? Um. I don't think I'd know how to. No, I don't think. I think Lisa would know because she's gone her whole life to the track. Right. You go up to the wicket and say to the, to the gentleman, yeah. uh, I'd like to bet on a horse. And then a guy comes up and goes, Tootsie Fruitsy ice cream. That's right. And then you, uh, turn then you spill the ice cream all over it and it's a sticky wicket. Ah, I like yeah. it. Very nice. We're making reference to an old Marx Brothers movie. Uh, please listen to our other podcast. <laughs> That's right. We have enough ads for it in our show. And like, uh, you go like, I'd like uh, $10 on uh, uh, so Fuller Brush Horse. Yeah. To win in the third race. Okay. And then they give you a little ticket. Win, place, or show. Oh, or, or you can just go, oh, wait, are you giving me a choice? Yeah, you can you can choose different things. So you can choose for a winner. You can choose for it to place in the top three. Yeah. I'm not sure what show is. Okay. It shows up. Probably, probably a, l- actually, a larger amount. If it yeah. actually and I know that when you don't win, yeah. you tear it up and you throw it at the ground and go, no, and you're angry and you're very yeah. angry. Yeah. That's what you're supposed to do. If what I've learned from... Uh, race racing, because I'm married to a, a horsewoman. Uh, they call themselves centaurs. 
She's, Use the right word. Well, she's a horsewoman because no, she's uh, uh, what we do when we go to the racetrack is we go down and then we watch them. Are you skipping to the end of my comic, by the way? Oh, that's where, oh, I am. I guess. Yeah, knock it off. Sorry. Hey, I just, spoilers. I opened it. Yeah, I, opened I know it you reflexively. Did. Sorry, I know you did. I'm interested. Yeah, I'm settle down it. now. Don't be oh, that's, like that's where I left. I was, I was at the bar scene. That's All fine. right, very good. Stop there. Uh, we when we go there, we go we we go and watch them do their Trotskys. trot out. Okay. Where they they'll warm the they'll bring the horses out. And they'll be like the owners and family and stuff will come and they'll talk to the jockey and things and then they'll they'll, they'll kind of parade the horses around and that's when you can see them and you can like you know you can sort of judge them and maybe you might think well that looks like a lively capering horse there he's probably going to to win this race I'm gonna go and bet on number six bet on Skyline whatever the name would be and then uh, then you go and then you lose the race you now lose, do they race all year long I believe they do. I'm, I, no, I think they have a season. I don't think they race through the whole year. They have a season, and, and yeah, but it's uh, it's it's fun to go. I mean, it's it is sort of fun. We went to a terrible, tragic one. I'm sure I told the story before in the show, but one time the girls they were going to Playland, which is sort of the the uh, just so people know, it's the peony grounds, and then they have like the sort of amusement park park part of the grounds, which is yeah. called Playland, and that's open most of the year. With the rides and stuff like that. So the girls wanted to go with their friends to Playland. So we took them to Playland. And then Lisa and I, we walked from, we just walked over to wait for them. We went over to the racetrack. Thought, oh, it'll be fun. We'll watch, we'll watch a few races. So basically the first race that was run, as soon as we got in there, this horse that was, uh, having some problems in, in the, in the, uh, gate, when the doors opened, it, it kind of reared up. It not, it knocked its, its, uh, blinders askew. So it was, it blinded itself basically. Mm-hmm. And then because it was, it reared up, the, the jockey came off. And oh, so the horse dear. just ran off just as fast as it could. It's in such a panic because it couldn't see anything. Yeah. It ran and it bumped into the fence and that scared it. So then it ran almost like quite a sharp diagonal and it smashed right into a, a booth that was down by the track for the photographers and it smashed through it. It actually hit a security guard who had, pushed everyone else out of the way out and then he got hit by the horse that smashed through it the horse died on the spot oh dear the security guard was quite injured yeah and then and then but the amusing if there's an amusing part of it the amusing right. part of it was the lady who was behind us yeah. who had a voice that was rougher than whiskey as if she'd smoked a thousand cigarettes okay. that day all right and she was cheering for another horse this other horse was called nickel okay and she's like yelling at this horse she's like she was first she was yelling she's like Come on, Nickel! Come on, Nickel! That. And then this accident happened. Then she was like, Oh my God! Oh my God! Oh my God! Oh God! Oh, and then she noticed that Nickel was doing well on the other side of the track. So she went from, Oh my God! Oh my God! Come on, Nickel! Come on, Nickel! Nickel! Because they still ran the race because the, the other horses were so far ahead, they didn't know what had happened. Oh, no, yeah. So then they bring out, they bring out sheets and they cover up the whole scene and the, 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 the horse ambulance comes out and takes away the horse and, yeah, it was quite terrible. It was very tragic. And of course, that left a rather sour taste in our mouth, so we just left and did something different. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, it was really quite sad. I mean, it's very rare that things like that, I mean, animals could be injured at it, you know, obviously just like riders could be injured, but it was really a tragic turn of events for that poor horse. Just a case of everything that could go yeah. wrong went wrong. Well, this is what I wanted to ask you with like the horse, horse racing is like, uh, are horses okay? Is it all right? Are horses treated well? Hmm. Okay, very good. There we go. I mean, are are football players treated well? 
Uh, no, they're not. No, no, they. I mean, any there. athletes are are exploited to the okay. utmost of okay. their ability to, you know, but. But you can go and watch the... horses run and not feel bad about it. Oh, uh, I you hope or you accept that this is how it is. I hope that well, our track here is actually pretty pretty good for horses. Like it's actually okay. a pretty nice. That's track. what I want to ask. Yeah. Yeah, I mean there there are bad practices that people can do that are pretty questionable. But there's lots of people who do it the right way, you know. So just like anything in life, there's the good and there's bad. You know? Okay. Um, most you know most owner most owners most trainers are above board and are honest. Other ones you know do things that aren't very nice, you know. And there's a lot of practices that are old that are no longer done that were really cruel, like burning burning the horse's uh, lower leg in order to cut down on cut down swelling and stuff like that. Oh jeez. So much of the thing about horses is so much of it is vo- so much of it is voodoo, because. You mean voodoo is in like it's a, a myth or thing? It's just made up. Yeah, it's like I'm okay. And sorry to insult people who Voodoo's practice voodoo. Yeah, out there. that's right. Yeah, I hear what but, you're saying though. But just the idea of like we don't really know why this is happening, but it's worked once, so we're going to follow this this wave, you know, for forever now, uh, because it's because to study to do like accurate studies of horses is very expensive, and there's more. It would cost more money to do studies to re- to fix things then, yeah. it, then it's worth it to fix those problems right like you know the number one killer of horses is indigestion that is the number one killer of horses and what causes the indigestion just them eating wrongly like if they eat too much and because they only ha- they don't have like like a cow has four stomachs so they yeah. can transfer hot stuff around in their stomach and kind of but horses can't they just it just gets in their gut and if their gut impacts they can't vomit it's very hard for horses to vomit and yeah. if it's and the way that their system works is it's they constantly eat. And as they eat, they just push everything through them. Mm-hmm. So they're always eating. They have to eat all the time. And that's what keeps their, their you know, their, their food to poo system working. And the FTP. The FTP is the official name. But if something happens and it breaks down, yeah. the horse gets really sick and will probably die. And that colic is a very, it's called colic, but it's basically indigestion. It's a very, very common, like I say, it's the biggest killer of horses. The second biggest killer of horses is a disease called laminitis or founder, which is something that happens in the hoof of the horse, which if you can picture a horse's hoof, there's the surrounding, the hard shell of the hoof. Okay. And inside is what's called the sensitive part of the hoof. And that, and that's this kind of weird floating system that the coffin bone, that the, the hoof, the, the bone of the, the horse's bone that's inside the hoof it kind of floats almost in this bed of of like arteries and and all this and soft tissue and what can happen is if there's something that interrupts that system in some way and cuts off the blood supply the bone will actually sink down into the hoof until oh, it Lord. rests right on the ground oh, and it causes gosh. a incredible amount of pain oh, for gosh. the for the horse and once that happens in many cases it's it's fatal this is it's there's nothing that you can do sometimes you can you know use ther- you know if you use therapeutic shoes and, and and you know in treatment sometimes you can bring a horse back from that but yeah. in many cases it's too late oh, like the, the bone can actually come through the bottom oh, of the, my gosh. the foot and so and that's the number two killer of horses what causes laminitis there's lots of theories mm-hmm. i mean i haven't looked at it very closely in the last few years i mean this is so i'm talking from a many years ago when i was a farrier but at that time you know there was people had ideas of how to cure it you know if you use this particular kind of shoe, one was called the heart bar shoe, which was kind of shaped like a heart, so that the so it went if you go from the top, so around the toe, the circle, and then as you come back around to the heels, 
it would turn in and it would have like a point that went in and you would slightly indent that so that it pressed against the 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 frog the the on the bottom of the foot right this kind of pad that's there this v-shaped pad you press on that and that was would provide some support to the foot because the thought was that and these were an old style of shoe that was used on horses that were cart horses that worked on city streets mm-hmm. where they wouldn't have packed dirt in their hooves that helps to help support the the hoof because that's a big part of a horse's support right. system is the the dirt that packs in there as well because it, it provides it provides um um support but also gives uh what's the word i'm looking for traction and so they didn't have that so they would make these artificial ways of, of providing support by using these shoes and so this farrier thought that might be a good way to deal with founder because founder is also you know was something you would they'd see in these cart horses as well and so he took this technique and it had some success but why it had success no one knows Hmm. it didn't always have success so someone else might have a different idea of how to do it that you use this kind of shoe and you do this you might have a shoe that's it's a half a shoe that's turned around backwards and blah 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 because that worked that time and so but no one knows why because no one can do the research so you're just going by best practices and like i say it's basically voodoo so if it works once we'll do it there was a horse there was a time in the racetrack it was a really muddy day and this fairy decided to turn the 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 heels of the shoe straight down so that it, it pointed about three centimeters down or four centimeters down into the dirt to give traction which is terrible for the horse because it's so hard on their feet the weight the way you have to think of it is when horses run, their front feet slide a little bit when they land. Mm-hmm. So that takes away the impact of their feet landing. The front feet, the front of a horse carries 60% of the weight of the body. So those feet have a lot of weight on them when they come down. And if you watch a horse, racehorse running, when they land, they're, they're back, they're, okay, you have to think of it kind of as your finger. So when you're, so if you think of your finger landing, and bending and then going down and almost touching the ground. That's how much force is going down oh on the gosh, on the okay. on yeah, the yeah, horse's on the you. horse's foot. So so you want to take some of that impact away. And that part of that part of how that works is the horse's feet slide a little bit as they as they land. So they'll slide and that'll take some of that you know, the the boat like the hoof has a concu- you know, anti concussive element to it yeah. as well. So you want your shoe to ec- you know, to follow that as well, so that your shoe isn't impeding that. And so that shoe is impeding it by having these branches that point straight down. So the tragedy was this horse won the race. Well, what does that tell everyone? These are the best shoes we can use. So yeah. all the horses now have those kind of, at that time, yeah. all these horses were having these shoes because everyone's like, oh, this works so well. Fortunately, it didn't work that well. And people started, started seeing problems and, and it disappeared. But yeah, it's... Uh, wow. Yeah, you can see a lot of uh, terrible things out there. <laughs> It's been uh, clip clop talk. <laughs> clip clop talk. Yes. And the third uh, killer of horses, murder. Murder. According to Dick Francis novels. Ins- insurance insurance scams. Insurance scams. Or the yeah yeah. When it comes to yeah Dick Francis, it's uh, insurance scams. When it comes to Scooby Doo, it's real estate real estate scams. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think I always think like uh, Scooby Doo would do very good in Vancouver because there's so much real estate money floating around that uh, I am surprised we don't have more elderly people uh, uh, pretending to be ghosts. You think that, but actually, no, because because the fact is that land is everything's so valuable here that no amount of ghosts would keep us from buying property. Because the idea in Scooby-Doo is that the ghost is, is chasing people away so no one wants to buy it so this person can move in and take it for themselves. Right. That's not going to work here. Like People are going to be like, murderous ghosts killing people? That's fine. That's 2.5 million? Yeah, that's fine. That's yeah, okay. and the ghosts don't kill people. 
They just scare people. I'm just saying, but if that were the case here, we'd still would buy it. People mm-hmm. would still sell. What if you had, like, say, uh, I don't know. I don't follow. Because it's going to sell because someone offshore is no, going to no, buy I, it I, and I, turn I, it into I, an Airbnb. I, I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. I'm just thinking of, like, if you had, like, say, I don't know. Uh, and I, I'm not that hip to mm-hmm. the horror movies, but like a conjuring house. Would okay. one of those, like, uh, scare people away enough, or is the real estate so good? No, that the real estate's so great. It. People would still buy it. Still go with that. Yeah. Well, because the thing is, it's, once again, it's going to be bought by a person from offshore. But right. it's going to turn to an Airbnb, right? And it'll just say in the Airbnb thing, "some murder," right? So, like you got, like I know, like the Amityville house. You know, many pe- people have bought that over yeah, and yeah. over again, and sure. it, that didn't kill its resale value. Yeah, probably so improved it. it. Maybe. Yeah. Though they changed those windows, oh, which I think is like the wrong thing to do. Yeah, you got to keep the Amityville windows. Yeah. But yeah, there you go. Someone changed the windows, really? Yeah. Did they make them bigger? Uh, less, uh, like, uh, eyes, mm. less, like, creepy eyes looking at you. <laughs> less, uh, less the kind of eyes. Was that with, the like, problem? Little, I, I don't know what the problem was with the Amityville house. They just want to take away the windows where the pig could look out at you. Yeah, that's what I was going to mention was, like, yeah. the pig. Jody. Uh, was it Jody? Jody's was, Jody was the name of the pig, yeah. Okay. I know that because I read the book about the Amityville horror. Do the, the, um. I've never seen the movie, but I read the book. The folk, okay. The folks that, uh, you know, went in to check things out that later, uh, dealt with, um, what's her name? Uh, the Raggedy Ann, mm. uh, Annabelle. Yes. Uh, oh, what are their names? Yeah, because they got Annabelle in their museum, right? Uh, they got her yes, behind they glass. Yep. Do they have, like, Jody as well? Because it seems like Jody would yeah, be, like, a th- good. He's uh, in the pig pen. In the their back back yeah, of their, I would think like you, you should get Jody as well. Yeah, you know uh, I don't think Jody is. Um, they got like a cute little museum. What were their names? What's that? I can't think of their names. The of names of the couple? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Should we know their names? Is that good to know their names? In the movies? Yeah, I really love them so much. In all the movies. In the Conjuring movies. Oh, okay. I really love that couple. Do they like, cross over into like the Annabelle movies as well? Is it the no. same people playing them? No. No, they're not okay. in those movies. Because those movies are like prequels that occur years before. Ah, uh, and then they got the Annabelle doll like later on. Yeah, yeah. But they're also the ones from the from the Amityville horror. I watched well. Annabelle Creation the other day. <laughs> How many Annabelle movies are there? Two. Just two. Yeah. Now, it's a doll that doesn't move, right? That's it the moves. whole thing? It moves in the in this one. This this movie, there's a lot of movement from oh, the Oh, you get to see it move? You get to see some movement. You get to see some... Some stuff happening. Okay. Yeah, it's a in Annabelle creation. It's a it's a Catholic orphanage consisting of four children, four or five, maybe six children. Yeah. Six children, one one nun. Is it the nun from the nun? It's not the nun from the nun, but she has a picture from when she visited a mon- a, 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 I guess a nunnery. Yeah. In Romania. Yeah. And she has a picture of her with some other nuns there, and there is the nun from the nun in the picture. Not ah. the scary nun, but the nun that turns into the scary nun ah, is in the good. picture with her. Now, is there also the... Because it's a universe now, Is right? there also the Whoopi Goldberg from Sister Act nun in yes, there? Yes, she has a picture of her with Sister Act nuns as well. Okay. Yeah, Sister Act 2, not the one. No, that's the scariest one. Yeah, yeah. Sister, Sister Act, Sister Act 1 scary. is in a horror movie. Sister yeah. Act 2 is terrifying. <laughs> it's terrifying so how many movies are in that uh, world right now? Okay, there's two Conjurings. Okay. Two Annabelles, so four, and one nun. One nun. I think that's all. And the um, and the uh, the new the remake of the Animal Horror was not in this universe. I don't though think the char- so. Though the characters are the same characters. Yeah, but I don't think they're played by Vera Farmiga or Patrick Wilson. Is that his name? Yeah, Patrick Wilson. Yeah, but I can't think. Night of the- Owl, right? Night Owl, yes. Yeah, yeah. and I- also in uh, the Fargo TV show. Mm. I like him very much. He's a no, really he's good. good. He's a good yeah. guy. Like you, yeah. you, you th- I'm glad there's all these people like uh, Ed and Lorraine. Can't remember the name. Crenshaw. <laughs> no, thanks for putting it out of my head. Sure. <laughs> what's the woman's name from? Who's the mum in Sixth Sense? Who's now doing this? Uh, what's her? What's her name? Also, Muriel's Wedding. 
Yes. She's great. Yes, she is very good. Well, we just love her. She's fantastic. Sure she is. And now she's doing the horror movies. Good for her. She's great. She's a good uh, horror person. Oh, she's in that uh, Hereditary. I yeah. really wanted to see that, but I'm... F- it's just so... I don't know. I can just never seem to get out of the house to see a movie. No. Oh. I really wanted to see The Predator, and I never... I never. And I was looking the other day. I was like, you know what? Maybe after everyone's gone to bed, I'll just zip off to the movie theater and see, like... Why not? Because they're showing them, like, when they ha- you know when they get that old, it always seems like they just kind of throw them into the late part of the day. Sure, sure. Nope. Eight o'clock. <laughs> I did. I did see. I did see the predator, and I. I. I enjoyed it. I. I felt like. Uh, I felt like the ending was like what, but the. Uh, but it's. Uh, it's good. Apparently, it, uh, he was made to change the ending. Oh, obviously. Mm. Obviously, it's a. It's a hot mess. Um, <laughs> but yeah, good characters. You like them, and uh, moves along, and it's all fine. And there you go, and there you go, and you're fine. Yeah, hooray! Good for you, predator. The predator. <laughs> I didn't see Predators. Did you see I that did, one? I did see predat- Predators. Yes, it is. And, uh, oh, Predators is how you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. And, and how was that? Oh, I thought it was okay. Um, it was one of those movies where there's a lot of character, there's a lot of actors in it, and you're thinking, why is Adrian Brody playing a tough guy in a, in an action movie? Because Tom Hiddleston wasn't available. <laughs> but if it was Tom Hiddleston, I would have the same question. Why is Tom Hiddleston? Yeah, I know. That's why I'm guy? saying, that's why I'm saying. Cause he was the tough guy in Kong. Kong. Yeah. 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 Like, wait a minute. Yeah. Was Tommy Toon not available? <laughs> <laughs> that was my, that was my comment to Eve when we were watching it. Was, uh, this guy's not a tough guy. Why is he playing Look, the tough guy? Once in this they've movie? made Jeff Goldblum a tough guy and things, everyone can be a tough guy. It's all fine. But Jeff Goldblum at least had the decency to muscle up for that that ridiculous Good movie he did with Lawrence Fishburne. Good point. Is it called Deep Cover? Is that what that movie? Oh, is I called? don't know. Mm. That was the one I was thinking. I was thinking of like all the other ones where he's like going around, <laughs> Jeff Goldblum and around. <laughs> good, good stuff. Yeah, you know. You want that kind of thing. So how many Predator movies have there been now? There's uh, Predator. Predator 2. There's Predator 2 with Danny Glover. Yep. Uh, where he was uh, not too old for that shit. Good for him. MVP. Most valuable Predator. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Ex- excellent. Uh, Alien vs. Predator. Alien vs. Predator uh, 2. Electric Boogaloo. Uh, <laughs> then it was uh, Predators. That, yeah, Predators. Yeah, Predators. Yeah. This is one thing about, that's one thing about this movie. Do you the, count the Alien Predator ones though, as part of the... You really can't. They're not really part of the franchise, really I feel. You really can't because... If you're not going to count them for Alien... Because of the... What? I don't think they count them for the you Alien movies. You can't count them for Alien. Yeah. Because it means that aliens have been on Earth mm. for forever and they're in like a Mayan temple. Screw that. <laughs> then they're not an alien. Yeah. It's like you went to the farthest reaches of the universe. You found the most horrific, bizarre alien creature. Oh, yeah, yeah but we all had them at home. Yeah, well. yeah. It's like, well, screw off then. Yeah, I didn't like in, alien, or in Predator 2 where you see the alien... Skull or whatever. Well, I didn't mind that because you can go out hunting the hunting the guys. They still yeah. he goes out into space. It would make sense. Sure. I feel like they should. I don't know. Be separate yet equal. I guess it came out after Aliens. I guess it's okay. Anyway, go on. No, that's fair. Uh, but one thing with the the Predator movie is they do bring up that like all these Predator films, with the exception, I don't think they count the Aliens one. Uh, were in continuity. So okay. Like, they all mention like so this Danny, happened before. Danny this Glover. and they list the years. So I'm mm-hmm. like, well, there you go. The, sec- the second one is long and very brutal. The Danny Glover one. Yeah. 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 They, and, and Danny Glover really never went back to being that kind of guy again. You know, he did his... Uh, he did his penance? Went right back to the toilet <laughs> in, uh, in uh, Lethal Weapon. And uh, You say toilet? Yeah. Remember Lethal Weapon, a big toilet scene? There was a bomb. It's a bomb in the bathtub, and he's on the toilet, and he can't get up off the toilet, and so they have to, like... Uh, I think like jump in the jump in the bathtub okay. together or something. Oh really? Was but he the, too old for that shit? Uh, he wasn't too old to take a shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not quite sure. Yeah, 
Oh, boy. By the time you get to, like, Lethal Weapon 4, they are sure throwing a lot of comedy relief on you. To the, there's, where there's too no much. Room there's too much comedy anyone. relief. Yeah. Speaking of which, David. Yes. Speaking of comedy relief. Speaking of movies. Are you... We should. Uh, are you calling should, me comedy relief? I, I think you are. Oh, okay. I think you're. Uh, but that I'm means, a relief from the comedy. There you go. But you've got a lot of heart, and so there'll be a touching scene with you mm-hmm. at the end. I'll, I'll bring a girl a mat. Okay. The gym. The gym story. You oh, look I so understand. puzzled. I'm like, well, I told the story like. A... I will bring a girl a mat. Yes. All like right. I did at the gym. I see what you're saying. This, okay. Uh, an act of this un unasked for kindness. Nope. That you later. I didn't know that her. you later brag about on your podcast. I felt. Yeah, I was pussing. It's fine. <laughs> That's fine. I mean, what's wrong with that? I Nothing. felt a little awkward. I, I I apologize for interrupting her, but I just felt like, ouch. Yeah, like that because I know because I in the movie The Journey of Maddie Gan. I I almost always wear long pants at the gym. Right, you're a very fancy man. I'm very fancy, but sometimes I can't find my long pants, so I have to wear shorts. At the gym? Shorts? Are you an animal? Yeah, I know. Okay. I don't I don't like wearing shorts to the gym. I don't like don't. Why? Like, I don't. Know, I just don't like my adorable legs. knees. <laughs> Throw them off. Much so but it's if you're doing stuff in that area i know from wearing shorts that it's it's very scritchy scratchy on your knees and so she was kneeling and then pulling down like doing pull downs and stuff like that yeah and that's a lot so you're putting did, all this weight did on you your go knees. to her and say i know from past experience it's scritchy scratchy on your knees <laughs> yes exactly what i said <laughs> did you mention then to her i normally wear long pants yes very good yeah i told her i'll do a lot of work on my knees mm-hmm. did i you, do my did... best work on my knees <laughs> Nice. <laughs> was and it, it gets real scratchy scratchy. <laughs> I felt like that that was the equivalent of your honey yeah. honey joke. Yep. It sure was. Let's pull out let's pull out the garbage. Bring out the garbage scow. <laughs> let's get some jokes off this thing. Sure. <laughs> okay. Before we have to go to the book of wit. Yes. Uh we had <gasps> to let's do the book of wit. Just one or two. Alright. And then we'll then we'll do I then don't we'll know go. If my eyes are good enough for the you, book. Of wit you you open today. it and I will get I will prepare our next segment. Alright, you tell you me that. when to stop. Stop. All right. Oh, nice. <laughs> I'm uh, glad you're excited. Yeah, I, I am excited. This works. Uh, we've got some Groucho jokes here. Oh. This is this is Groucho. Okay. Groucho Marx asked a lovely young tennis star appearing on his program about her training for future tournaments. I need to improve my form and speed, she replied. If your form improves, said Groucho slowly, you're going to need all the speed you can muster. There you go. Oh, nice. You can read one. There you go. All right. Uh, Groucho, I'm told. Oh, well, this one, you know, <laughs> don't want to long, belong to any club that would have oh, me for yes. a member. Yeah. That's what he said. And then the club, did that. We've all heard. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. All right. When told he could smoke if he didn't annoy the lady airplane passengers, Groucho said, you mean there's a choice? Then I'll annoy the ladies. <laughs> That's the best. I love that one. Okay. I find television very educating, says Groucho. Every time somebody turns on the set, I go into the room and read a book. He was on TV. He was on TV. Talking about a girl, Groucho said, I don't like her, and judging from all the things I've said about her, I'm sure I never will. <laughs> oh. And that woman was Eleanor Roosevelt. Introducing a film at a Hollywood premiere, Groucho a- announced, Every once in a while, Hollywood makes a great picture. A distinguished film, a movie which is a work of art. Unfortunately, this isn't the picture we're about to see. <laughs> And that movie was Behind the Green Door. Marilyn <laughs> Chambers. Okay. Isn't there a song called Behind the Green Door? <laughs> Possibly. Here we go. Uh, when an actress arrived at a Hollywood party in a very revealing tight-fitting gown, Groucho appraised her and said, One false move 
and I'll appreciate it. <laughs> All right. There's a long one, so let's wrap it up with this one. Here okay. Go. All right. Good luck. Hmm. Uh, okay. Grocho is an avid reader. His son Arthur relates in his book Life with Grocho, which I recently found at, a, at in Penticton, so I bought that book. Oh, very good. Life with Grocho. He was even interested in the children's books that he bought for me, which he hadn't had the opportunity to read when he was a child. After he read the first chapter of Swiss Family Robinson to me one night, he sent me to bed and stayed up until dawn finishing the book. The next night, I brought out Swiss Family Robinson again, but Father returned it to the shelf and selected another book. When I protested, he said, I've already finished this book. I'll tell you how it comes out. You wouldn't like the middle part anyway. It's too good for children. <laughs> there you go. Nice. Good old Groucho. And don't forget, everyone, full marks. <laughs> full marks, everyone. That is available wherever. You know what? I just want to apologize to listeners before we, we, go, we start the next. It's about it. time. Um, I'm sorry, folks, that if you're not interested in full marks, it still appears in the Sneaky Dragon mm. feed. And I, I can't stop it from happening. It's my fault. When we When I... Set up our website. I never anticipated that a day would come when we would do more than one podcast. No. And so, unfortunately, the feed that I, the, like the, the feed that Sneaky Dragon is, is kind of like uh, this sort of main feed. It's not a category that I can, I can channel it into its own thing. So I'm sorry about that. So it kind of, everything goes into it. And I, I apologize. So you're saying it's a very similar problem that horses have. It's all about the feed. It's all about the feed. You're correct. Thank you. All right. So uh, what we've been doing is asking you for your uh, for 10 movies that you've enjoyed, maybe your top 10 movies, and we talk about them normally going, haven't seen it, and then moving on. And and it <laughs> seems to have uh, worked out pretty well as a... It seems to be a as, hit. Yeah, it seems to be a bit of a hit. People, so. people want us to move on. Look. Yeah, they're like, please move on. <laughs> Get the hint. So this is a, this is a uh, list from, from Hayden Parks. Hey, Hayden. Who lives in uh, New Zealand? I know that because he he starts off his his email to us with Kia Ora dragons. Oh, and he passes on a greeting to uh, to Nina, who he calls the third dragon, which is correct. This is true. We will be having her uh, back on the show shortly with, and I'm going to lightly tease this, a special guest from another podcast. Really? Yes. So we're going to have four people on the show. Yeah, hmm. we're going to have to get another microphone. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. That or you and I have to like just huddle up together into yours. And really uh, down by the old mill stream it. <laughs> well, I'll put one finger in my ear. So yeah. It's like stay in tune. He says, I have been enjoying the top 10 lists put together. And so ha- I think he left out people have put together. Anyway. And so have made my own to share. All right. That, that sounds fair. Being movies that I love to rewatch. By oh. the way, let's just say something about New Zealand. No one ever said a bad thing about New Zealand. Everyone, no like, the second they mention New Zealand, it's like, it's gorgeous. Yeah. They say it's a gorgeous, gorgeous place. Well, that's why I left off that one story about Groucho in New Zealand. Oh. From that thing. I knew what was coming up. Okay, so this is uh, this is Hayden's list. Are you ready? Sure, why not? Well, what else have we got to do? Well, I've got to go for pizza in about 40 minutes. So. Okay. Let's get, let's, let's. By the way, Giselle, Whoop. it was so great. She just left me a little message. Yeah. And uh, she was like, uh, you know, asking about like, you know, how many people were going to be and whatever. And in doing so, uh, she casually uh, mentioned uh, her fellow's name. Oh, nice. Oh, so good. Is it is it Jeff? Oh wait, wait a second. Let me make sure. Uh, let's see. I'm getting this all correct. No, and I'm not going to say it. All right. Uh, uh, all right. Cool. All right. Everything's good. Good. All right. All's well. Yes, don't say it. He's probably part of her password. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, okay, there's a, there's a movie on here that we we've not seen. All right. You sure I just want to say that? that right now. All right. Here's what I'm going to do. Not the first film. When not we, the first film. When I'm we mention. get to that movie, yeah. I'm just going to make it up. 
Oh, all right. I make up what I think. I like it. I like it. Okay. Uh, The first film, though, I have seen. Good. And it's from 2011. Okay. A little movie I like to call Drive. Oh, I've seen Drive. With Ryan Gosling. Yeah. Uh, Uh, The lady from Mad Men, the redheaded woman, is also in Bad Girls. that's right. Christina Christina Hendricks. Christina Hendricks. Yeah. Also... Mulligan, Carrie, Carrie Mulligan. Also, Albert Brooks. A great Albert Brooks part in there. And Holy also, cow, Albert Brooks. And the guy from Breaking Bad. Yeah, uh, uh, Breaking Baddington. Breaking, Breaking Baddington. But Albert Brooks is really good. When you yeah. put a comedian in a part like that, kind of like Alan King yep. or Don Rickles in Casino. Or all the comedians they use in Law & Order. There's, yeah, they always have this kind of a weird menace to them. Because they are menacing. Comedians are menacing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Why do you say that? Uh, because they take you to a point of discomfort yeah. and then usually provide the relief. But, but if they take you to the point of discomfort... And then cut your throat. And then provide the relief yeah. and then take you back to the discomfort, yeah. it's incredibly creepy. Mm. Yeah. Mm. What do you think of Drive? I, I love that film a lot. Yeah. The violence in it uh, was uh, was so brutal. Yes. Like it, every time it came up, it was just this just deep shock. Uh, and you're just hoping for the best for all these characters. Re- oh, is there that much violence? I mean, there's suggested yeah. violence. I mean, there's a scene in the elevator, for instance, which yeah. is very violent. But you don't scene, see the a, violence. Chris, there's a violent scene with uh, Christina Hendricks. Uh, that's violent. Yeah. yeah. You're right. That's yeah, when true. they use the violence, there's the scene with Albert Brooks. Yeah. That's violent. That's but, what I was thinking of, but I, I, I forgot about the Christina Hendricks one. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, anytime that they use violence, it's never casual. It's always deliberate. Um, and you do, you do root for the guy. And uh, the driving's great. Uh, you know, it's not uh, baby driver fun driving, mm-hmm. uh, but it's a g- really good driving. And uh, yeah, no, I enjoyed it. I have a lot of time for Nicholas Winding Refn, the director and writer of that film. Oh, what else is? Has oh, he did the Pusher trilogy, which also stars, uh, which starred Mads Mikkelsen. Uh, he did a Bronson with okay. with, uh, with Tom Hardy. He did uh, another film with Mads Mikkelsen I love a lot called Valhalla Rising, which is this really curious film uh, about. Uh, Mads Mikkelsen plays this person who's like a cage fighter who gets his freedom and he winds up with these crusaders who are going to the Holy Land to fight for Christianity. But they end up in this incredible fog and they lose their bearings and somehow they come to the New World, which I personally think is Newfoundland mm. in the film. And they end up in a tussle with the, with the, with the native population. And it's a, it's a very good film though. It's very, it's kind of more like a, uh, allegory or, yeah. or parable, I guess, or well, not parable, but you know what I mean, like sure. a, no, I'll go allegory. a story with like kind of a message story. Yeah. And I do like that film a whole lot. And I have not seen the Neon Demon though, and I keep wanting I to watch seen that it. Uh, and I've heard that it's very good. Oh, my parking's going to expire soon. All right, why don't you pay for it so you don't uh, get a ticket? And um, but Drive is the whole the whole like aesthetic of that film. I really enjoy like the the the, the synthesizer music. Like it kind of makes a sort of eighties movie. Yes. You know, like, like I think both he and and um, that other director that you like a lot, who d- directed Baby Driver, Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright. I think they're both inspired by The Driver, the Ryan yes, O'Neill, sure, yeah. Roy, um, Roy Hill film. That's very, um, you know, that's a very, co- a very that movie is though is unlike, say, Baby Driver, which is a very talkative, very loud film. The Roy Hill film is a very quiet film about with people driving and doing a lot of driving without saying very much because it's a '70s movie. Yeah, 1970s, you could do you could show things on screen without having people endlessly talking or have noise, and that kind of I think that's kind of a part that Refn brings into the into Drive is that quietness 
of driving, of yeah. that quietness, of that kind of stillness. And then when it explodes into violence, it's very shocking when it gets violent, that film. Yeah. And Ryan Gosling, good actor. Does a very good job in that film. Yeah. You're right. All right. Sorry, let me just... No, you take your time. You do what you have to do. You pay for pay your parking. For my, yep. Pay for my parking here. Well, well, you check your phone. And I'm going to talk to the people out there. Hey, everyone. I'm extending my parking. I thought uh, we were just going to take a little pause here. So oh, no, no. I'm just going to... I'm going to... I'm not going to... I'm just that. trying to make sure everyone gets to a pizza restaurant okay. <laughs> it's fine. That's fine. Our group has now gone up to five people. No, sorry. Seven people. Seven people. Oh, it's getting complicated now. So anyway, it's extended. Luckily, so, it's pizza, so you can actually order a pizza and then like each have a slice. Oh, okay. But then it gets complicated if you're going to split the bill. Oh, it's complicated. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. Number two. Number two is the movie from 1990. 1990? Oh, I like this movie a lot. 1990. Was I still seeing every movie around? You it? saw this movie because oh. it's by a director that we both like a lot. Okay. Is it the person who directed Behind the Green Door? <laughs> it is not Behind the Green Door. All right. It is Dark Man. Oh, okay. Sam uh, Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi vehicle with uh, Liam, Liam Neeson. Neeson. Who is immortal, by the way. And you can keep going back in time and go like, hey, was Liam Neeson in, in that movie? And it's like the mid-80s. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. He a looks small role like in that film. Hey, Liam Neeson, how far back do you go? He's in movies. He's in some Chaplin movies as well. He's <laughs> well, just like in he, there forever. If that's the case, he is immortal. It uh, was not a movie that I think people expected when they saw, when they were expecting like kind of a Batman type thing. Because that yeah. was the era... Of the Tim Burton style mm-hmm. Batman superhero t- type stuff, yeah, and it was, and even though Tim Burton's Batman is over the top and bananas, it's it's a pretty crazy movie when you look at it now. Yeah. Uh, I prefer Darkman to uh, this. This Batman. was uh, this was really over the top. It's like it's like a high budget trauma film. It's mm. basically what he made. It's, it's made a real kind of greasy grindhousey kind of movie. Uh, yeah, but I with even, money. I even saw the direct to video sequels. Uh, mm, really? one, of, one of which had the same villain. Okay. Uh, who's also a guy from LA Larry, Law. Larry Drake? Uh, no, I think, no, Larry Drake is a different person. Is he? Uh, but yeah. Okay. Uh, but he was, he Dr. Was, Giggles, one of, one of that's our. That's right. He was also Dr. Listener Giggles. Pitt's favorite. Ones. Uh, oh, what the hell was, I'm trying to remember what the, what the tagline to Dr. Giggles was. It only hurts when he laughs. No. <laughs> uh, he heals. Oh, damn, damn. Uh, yeah, I, I, I He's I, gonna fill your cavity? Oh no, that would be a dentist, Dr. Giggles. But Oh, isn't uh, he a dentist? Dr. Giggles? Yeah. No, no, he's a proper doctor. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought he was a dentist. No, he was not a dentist. I was, I'm sure he would do dental work. Up. He was not he would not mm. uh object yeah. to uh straying beyond his, his his field. But this is not uh, Dr. Giggles as the number two movie. Okay. It's uh, it's Dark Man. Um yeah, who is the love interest in the in Francis that? McDormand. For crying out loud. Of course, because the Cohen brothers are friends with Sam Raimi, so he used Joel's? I can't remember who, which one is married to, to a Cohen brother, but. Wow. She has a small part in Miller's Crossing, I noticed the other. Right. Other and, uh, there's a small part in, uh, with Bruce Campbell as well in, uh, Yes, he's at, in the, at the end of the film. Yep. He makes a little appearance, which is a lot of fun, of course, for, for evil dead nerds. Yeah, people go, I get excited. it. I see what you're doing there. Uh, yeah, it was a guy who, you know, a horrible accent, wore masks. The masks would, uh, would not last that long. Uh, gradually going crazier and crazier through the, uh, through the movie. Yeah. Uh, the backgrounds would crack and, uh, oh, it was so good. It's so good. Bananas. The, the violence is great. The, yeah. the scene when the gangsters attack the, the other gangsters in the warehouse and it's just, it's like, it was like he saw, um, basically that scene was shot like he had just seen 
uh, hard boiled the mm. the the uh, John Woo film. Yeah, uh, some movies like from then you watch and you go, "That's a that's a nice movie. I enjoy it." And some movies you watch, they're like when you see the Untouchables or something, and it's like an experience, mm-hmm. and the audience just loses their mind. Yeah, and yeah. that was one of those movies where the audience kind of loses their. Oh, mind. Oh yeah, it was a lot of fun. And it, it, uh, later on, there was this promotion at at a, at a local um, store, a local record store. Sound the record mounts where they also sold laser discs at this time. Okay, and they were having a promotion that if you came, one person could get. I think it was a free laser disc or a laser disc for really cheap. Mm. And so I went with uh, David and his then girlfriend Penny. Your friend David M. David M. Who's been on the show. show And and uh, and the idea was that each of us would get a laser disc. I was and he would you know I would just be getting it for him. Yeah, he would keep them. And so I insisted that mine be Dark Man because that was one of the choices and. I said, I want the cool film. Yeah. You guys can get your other dumb nerd films, but I want the cool one, Dark Man. That's the one I'm going to pretend I'm buying for you. Nice. Yeah. So that, but I do. I think I might, I think I might have that laser disc now because he gave me a bunch of laser discs one time when he ah. was replacing them with, with Blu-rays or with DVDs at the time. And he would just be like, Oh, you want this one? I'd be like, Ah, sure. I'll take Dark Man. So I think I still have the laser disc of Dark Man. Very cool. All That's right. It's a good movie. Number three. Good movie. I've watched it more than once. That's how much I like it. This film from 1982 is a movie that I do not rate very highly. Okay. But I will say that Revenge I... Revenge of the Nerds. I enjoyed its recent sequel. Revenge of the Nerds 2, even Nerdser. Revenge of Revenge of the Nerds 2049, I think you're thinking of. Oh, okay. Yes. I enjoyed that sequel. 23 Skidoo. No, Blade Runner. Oh, Blade all right. Blade Runner. Yeah. Here's, here's the thing about me and Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. Ask me how I feel about Blade how Runner. How do you feel about Blade Runner? I don't get it. <laughs> All right, ask me how I feel about the remake um, of, of Blade Runner. Not the remake now, but like they re- redid it. They re- the director's it. cut. How do you feel about the director's Not cut? Not the director's cut. Okay, oh. yeah, director's cut, yeah. yeah. How do you feel I about the director's cut? still don't get it. All mm-hmm. right, ask me how I feel about... Now they did one more cut yeah. that's like the final cut. How did you feel about the uh Greenwood, the I can't I don't I don't fucking, cut. I don't fucking get it. Yeah. Okay? Quick, I know quick. I was presented it by a woman that looked just like Sean what's her name? Sean Young? Sean I don't I don't get it. Okay. So now I've seen uh the new Blade Runner, Blade Runner 2024. Yeah, 2049. 2049? Yeah. Okay, I've seen it. How do you feel about that film? Jesus fucking Christ, I don't get it. <laughs> I actually like that one quite a bit. Good. But here's the, the thing. The, the writer, by the way, is yeah. writing, um, is, has written the pilot for my wife's uh, TV pilot uh, based on her book. I'm glad Why, to hear that because time. he did a really good job with 2049. Yes, he did. And it also had one of the best directors in Hollywood right now, Denis Villeneuve, the Canadian director, did a fantastic job with that film. It was very pretty. The special very, effects are great. Way, it's always, they're all gorgeous. Ryan Gosling. They're all gorgeous. Ryan Gosling's in it. He's yeah. really good. The woman, I don't know her name, I'm sorry, who played his rival robotic yeah. person. Uh, she's fantastic. I just thought it was a really well-done film. My problem with Blade Runner, as the directed original. by Ridley Scott, is Ridley Scott is a British director. And there's a reason that Stanley Kubrick, when he, when he moved to England, has stayed there because he realized that he is also a British director, and that is that he is not human. And so he's really more interested in technology than he is in people. Mm-hmm. And Ridley Scott is sort of the same, that he's he's not that interested in humans. He's more interested in technology. And so his sympathies in Blade Runner are with the robots, not with the humans that are being menaced ah, by the robots. Okay, all right. Those are the ones you feel sorry for in that movie. Gee, don't you feel sorry for these uh, unfeeling robots that have to, are created to work in mines and that have come back to Earth to kill people? Gee, I sure do feel sorry for them. Because in, in Philip K. Dick's book, which Blade Runner is based on, the book can, sorry, do androids dream, dream of, of electric, electric sheep. sheep? That's a significant name. Like, it's a silly title, but if you read the story, it's significant because 
what he's talking about is the fact that what makes humans human is our empathy for others. And in the story, the, these these replicants, basically androids, these replicants don't have empathy. They do they don't have that capacity to empathize. They they have self interest. They want to survive, yeah. but it's not a self interest for others. They don't care if others survive. The key scene in the book being when Pris, one of the replicants, is living with the person in the movie who's played by the guy who acted in the the New Heart show. I don't know the actor's name, but played yeah. Brother uh, Daryl. Brother Daryl. One of the Daryls, anyway. No, he's oh, no. not Daryl. He's not Daryl. That's right. It was the other Brother Daryl, Brother Daryl, and I forget who the yeah, the, that's the, right. Yeah. Anyway, it's not important. But the, in the book, there's a scene where there's a spider, an actual spider, a living creature yeah. which in this world because of, of nuclear fallout is very rare animals have disappeared humans are leaving the planet because it's dying yeah and there's an actual living spider crawling down the wall and she kills it without thinking about it just like a choir member did the other day mm-hmm. for me and it's a horrifying scene in the book because it's a living being that's so rare and so precious and he recognizes it this character the, the human character but she a replicant can and she just kills it and so I love that book a lot. And so when I saw the film, I was really looking forward to seeing it because I wanted to see this sort of yeah. this sort of Dickian worldview come come alive in front of my eyes. And instead, it's not a Dickian worldview. It's a it's a Ridley Scottian worldview. And part of why the film is incoherent is because he and Harrison Ford were, were fighting during the making of the film sure. because Harrison Ford, to him, the only way that made that Deckard was uncomprehensible as a character was that he's human. Scott wanted him to be a replicant and wanted this kind of mysterious element to it. And Harrison Ford resisted him so much because he's like, that doesn't make any sense because why would he care then about what's happening? He's a replicant. He's a robot. Like the idea of the story is that they aren't empathetic. You know, that's the whole idea of it. And yeah, they had this huge tussle during it. So that's where you get this weird kind of uh, element that's not understandable because the actor wouldn't go along with it. Uh, yeah, so, and obviously 2049 confirms that he was a human because he ages as, as a character, so as a replicant wouldn't do. And they also had limited lifespans. Very good. Anyway, I'm sorry, Hayden, that I don't like that movie very much. I think it's a beautiful film. Yeah. And I do think in some ways, really Scott was really ahead of his time in the look of the film and his, sure. and his anticipation and of the technology. And it influenced so many more movies. And amp- or it also was a huge influence. But I think in terms of as a coherent movie that follows a, a text that it was based on, I think it's a failure. So there you go. You're, you're wrong. You like the movie <laughs> and you're wrong. Dave says you're wrong. Is it, another, no, two, you're wrong. I wasn't going to correct my. I wasn't. Okay, correct, I've already good. said it. Uh, I'm not going to. I'm not going to go back from there. Yeah, wrong. No. Okay. Wrong. Number four. Wrong. The next one I have not seen. All right. It's from 1982 as well. Mm-hmm. This little movie is called The Last Unicorn. Is okay. It, or was it Legend? I'm not sure which movie it is. <laughs> well, there is a movie. Well, there's a, the, an anime actually, called there's The a, Last, the there's last a Unicorn. Unicorn in, in Blade Runner as well that was cut yeah, out of the movie. That's right. That was then used in Legend. That's right. Oh, okay. The Howard. Yeah. So the movie The Last Unicorn is an animated film about a unicorn. Okay. And it's a unicorn that uh, uh, it's 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 the last unicorn. Okay. Sorry. Are you serious? Or are you just making up a story? I'm now? making it up. It's <laughs> uh, so the last unicorn. Is a unicorn uh, who. Uh, who lives in a world where there's no virgins. Okay. So it can't talk to anybody. All right. And, uh, and I hope so, he's played by Udo Kier. It is. Okay. So, and, so and he it, says virgins? That's correct. Okay. He's, well, he doesn't talk. He just oh. he talks with his eyes and just constantly <laughs> looks at the audience right. and the audience goes, I get it. And uh, because like uh, there's no virgins, the unicorns are all dying off, mm-hmm. except the ones that can have access to cocaine. Oh. And those ones, gotcha. uh, they inhale it and they store it in their horn. But then uh, disco uh, patrons 
uh, try to harvest the horns of the unicorn because they know they store the cocaine. And it's uh, that's where it also connects with both. It's the last unicorn, but it's also the last days of disco. And so those two movies uh, are not sequels, uh, but they are um, uh, midquels where they uh, they reach across and they touch each other. Oh, yeah. Anyway, I've heard good stuff about Last Unicorn, though. It looks pretty. There's... So when they're reaching across and touching each other, is Beyond the Green Door part of this? Or Behind yes. the Green Door part of this? And number five. <laughs> number five. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Hayden, we haven't seen that film. No. But, but... I've, I've seen clips and it looks beautiful. Have you seen clips from it? Yeah. It's a, it's a beautiful animated film. All right. Next, 2017. You like this film a lot. I was I was around then. We mentioned the director of this movie earlier. Uh, Edgar Wright? Yep. All right. And it's the movie he directed? Yes. Guess which one? Uh, so 2000... You only get one guess. 2017. Uh, happy Baby Driver, then. No, that's the wrong... Yeah, you've given us the wrong... Uh, unless this is a different movie. 2017, because he said Hot Fuzz, but that's earlier than Oh, 2000. no, no, no. Like 2013 or something like that. 2007, perhaps. Really? That that old? Well, we we, uh, we went to we went to Seattle, saw it. I didn't go with you. Though. Oh, you didn't go with us? No, no, no I saw it For some the reason, I was thinking you weren't with us. No. Uh, I went to Seattle and saw it live. Yeah, no, Hot Fuzz was uh, long before then. 2007 maybe maybe he put the 17 yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna guess that let me look it up sure uh, but hot do. fuzz yes uh could just be a parody uh film but uh is 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 much beyond that uh yes 2007 it's my favorite uh it's my favorite of the cornetto trilogy i uh, still gotta go with uh Shaun of the dead yeah. uh i love Shaun of the dead so much but yeah it's uh, it's still edgar wright at his best mm. you know tight uh so much so much detail you can watch it over and over again yeah. you get something every time yeah. and it's also it's a story that doesn't have uh, a forced uh, love uh uh story that isn't just between the two guys it's about their friendship yeah. and their and th- and that love is uh, is the driving force between the movie mm-hmm. and in and it's just great it's just playing great and a lot of great british actors old british actors yeah. That you'll yeah. see on a Doctor young British Who, actors, young yeah. British actors. Yeah. Uh, what's 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 his name? A uh, fellow who was James Bond. Uh, Timothy Dalton. Timothy good Dalton it? is yeah. great in it as mm-hmm. a slasher. Yeah. Uh, gruesome fate for Timothy Dalton. Yes, I don't. That's a part of the movie I don't like. Oh my god! I don't. I don't enjoy. Seeing, oh my gosh! Those it's sort of so brutal. There's always something. Yeah. In a uh, Edgar Wright movie that you're just like, jeez. <laughs> Uh, I, to me, it's his most, uh, co- his most, um, like put together film. Like from beginning to end, it all makes sense. Cause, you know, I don't like the ending of uh, Shaun of the Dead very much. And I, I, and I don't I, like the ending. I, I of hate the ending of uh, World, uh, World's World's End. End. Yeah, I don't like the ending of that movie very much. I don't like movies that end in a talk off. Yeah. And uh, like, like he's Doctor Who. No one's seen what I've seen. Okay, calm, calm it down, Mister. Yep. Back in your pants. Uh, but but Hot Fuzz, yeah, it's just great all the way through, and uh, yeah, makes you want to watch other movies too. Makes you want to go back and watch uh, Point Break. I've never seen Point Break. What? I've never seen Point Break. Well, we got to see Point Break. I, no, I don't. Yeah, you do. I'm not re- legally required. No, to it's see quite Point good. Break. All right, number okay. six. We got to hustle. We got to go make a pizza date. Number six is a movie I like a lot. I don't know if you like this movie as all much right, as I me. do. From 1991. All right. Tom, I'm oh, sorry, Bruce Willis vehicle, not a success. But I think it's very good. All right. Bruce Willis vehicle, not a success. Danny. That movie with him on the boat. Aolo, Danny. Oh, no, no. I like A-O-L-O. Hudson Hawk. Yes, Hudson Hawk is a very good film. Yeah, and Richard E. Grant is great Richard in it. Richard E. Grant is great. Uh, Sandra Bernhardt's in it. Bernhardt's very great. Uh, Sharon Leon- Stone has an early role in that film. Oh. Uh, uh, Leonardo da Vinci plot yep. ties in. Uh, ties Alchemy. In with it. it's, got a, it's got a similar situation going on with uh, Baby Driver in that crimes are synced up to songs. 
in this case, sung by the people who are committing the crime. They which sure is pretty are. silly, but a lot of fun. But not as silly as Would thinking that like Dan Ayali can, can do these star. climbs on these ropes. That like, the, mm, yeah, it's a funny story. Whether what he says or well, you wouldn't believe it. That uh, and yeah, when he returns after his for sure death at the end. Oh, I'm spoiling yeah. it for people, but I won't say who does. But it's just a, it's a really it's a fun film. It has a lot of silliness in it. People seem to really dislike it, and uh, for no I good did reason. Not. For no good reason. Directed by the same guy who directed Heather's. Mm. And it was kind of his downfall, that film. Produced by um, Joel um, Silver, who had done like the Lethal right. Weapon movies and stuff like that. And, and yeah, and he sort of brought this guy, Michael Lehman, is that what his name? Something like that. Brought him under his under his wing yeah. and made this big movie. It was going to be like a big hit for everyone. And, yeah. and it was a bit of a bit of a flopperoo. But but uh, it sounds like it was a fun shoot. Um, I read Richard E. Grant's uh, film diaries and they're... And he's quite. He had quite a good time doing that movie. You're going to see uh, negative reviews for it. Go see it. Yeah. This gives you. This gives you uh, Hayden, Dave, and Ian's thumbs up. Yes, we give it a positive. Okay, I have not seen this film. Number seven. You haven't seen this film. How do you know? It's from 2008. I saw movies in 2008. Not this movie. Wait, I was out of the country. I was in England. That mm-hmm. might be a problem. Go ahead. Miss Pe- Miss Pettigrew lives for a day. Oh, uh, Miss Pettigrew lives for a day. Yeah. Okay. Have you seen this movie? Yeah, it's about a fruit fly. Okay. Uh, that uh, some kids adopt, and they call it Miss may- Pettigrew. A miss a mayfly. Uh, I was going to say a fruit fly. Okay. But uh, yeah, and it, it lives for a day, and it's this, it's all done through the eyes of this uh, this fruit fly that just wants a rotten banana and can't ever quite get to it. And in that way, it really reflects what England went through with the Falkland Islands crisis. Hmm. I don't think you're right. Okay. Is this connected with whatever that Miss Pettigrew's home for kids no, who have superpowers? It's not, it's not. All right. It's 1939, and governess Guinevere Pettigrew finds herself out of work and on the breadline. Oh, no. Middle-aged and running out of options, Miss Pettigrew takes I think an, I'm toast, she said. Takes an uncharacteristic gamble oh, when, crumbs. after being refused work at an employment agency, yes. she pinches the details of a juicy assignment and pursues the job herself. There you go. I will watch this movie because uh, it sounds all right. Yeah, it sounds pretty interesting, actually. It sounds like a it's a costume drama comedy. I apologize. Says, I was out of the country. I was not seeing a lot of movies then. I'm so sorry. I apologize. At that time, I was not seeing, <coughs> I was not seeing any movies called Miss Pettigrew Lives for a Day. Oh, it sounds like the kind of thing you'd, you'd see as a Jane Austen fan. Yeah. You know, yeah, you like it, a fancy uh, frock so. drama. You'd think so, but apparently not. Okay. Next movie, number Next eight. Next movie. You've seen this movie. I have not seen this movie. From 1997, the movie... Gattaca. Gattaca. If you like seeing handsome guys scrubbing themselves with wire brushes, that is the movie for you. <laughs> True. Yeah. Are you just making that up? Nope. It's, uh, it's uh, you know, your DNA um, is what defines you. And yeah. so uh, they, uh, two people try to swap. Oh, I see. Swap their lives. And so you always have to scrub yourself so you don't give off skin flakes. I see. Which makes no sense to me. No, like There's a lot of yeah. logical flaws in yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, you know, what uh, nature versus nurture what to yeah but there's a lot of skin scrubbing if you don't like that that's not the movie no, for you. i'm reacting to it already it's, just, it's uh, you know what to uh, me it's a uh, it's a good black mirror episode okay. maybe it's uh, uh, yeah maybe maybe it went too long maybe it should have been an hour yeah you get it it's fine <laughs> this is what i think of the, uh, the movie oh no it's a uh, stylist stylistic uh, interesting uh but went on a little bit too long for me but if you really liked it hayden that is fantastic i'm glad uh, go. Uh, not everyone go see it. Some of you go see it. Maybe Dave go see it. He doesn't like seeing people get scrubbed. <laughs> Number nine. I'm. I don't like scrubs. No scrubs. That song like was written TV for series. me. TLC song. No, is that they're called TLC? No scrubs. Anyway, whatever. Uh, I like this movie a lot. 
It's called The Princess Bride. Oh, very much like that. That's the prequel to Wonder Woman, where the Princess Bride then later uh, joins the rest of the Amazons and fights with the Amazons. That's not true. Okay. Uh, it is, uh, that's a lot, that movie is a lot of fun. It has a great cast. Yes. It has a fantastic cast. Full of surprises. Has uh, It is surrounded by uh, Fred Savage and, uh, and Peter Falk. Yes. They are the, yes, that's that's cute and so fun. So charming. And it's funny when I first saw it actually, I didn't enjoy the end like sort of the middle part I thought kind of kind of got kind of bogged down a little bit. Yeah. But when I watched it the second time, I actually enjoyed it more. And I think maybe it was kind of like uh Scott Pilgrim for me where it's sort of overwhelming after a while and your mind starts kind of it gets sort of over too much sure. too much input and you start to like have trouble. When I saw it again, I actually liked it a lot better. I don't know why. I don't know why I felt When has Mandy Patinkin been better? Well, you know, besides on Criminal Minds, <laughs> for that one season or two seasons he was yeah. out before he before he kicked himself or the off the one, show. Or uh, the one uh, episode of Mr. Show where he plays Mandy Patinkin. It's mm. pretty good. Or when he was on David Letterman, showing up and just singing a Broadway tune oh, unexpectedly. Oh, he just loves to sing a Broadway tune. <laughs> no, he's very good in that film. Carrie Ells, yeah. be- beautiful man in that movie. Robin uh, Wright, of course. Robin Wright Wallace, is beautiful. Uh, Wallace Shawn. Wallace Shawn's great. Inconceivable. It's such a great sequence. That whole sequence is fantastic. Uh, Billy Crystal Guest. and Billy Crystal and uh, Keen. Uh, Carol Kane. Carol Kane, yeah, that's fantastic. As you say, Christopher Guest. And so Guest many different styles. It. So many different styles. Mm-hmm. Like you get the definitely like your Billy Crystal Carol Kane comedy, yeah. which is very different than the Peter uh, Cook. Is it Peter Cook who's in it? Or what yes, Peter Cook is that's right. Peter yeah. Cook is in. Yeah. And he does the, his kind of comedy. He yeah. gets the, he gets that business done, and that yeah. and that's good. Uh, you also have uh, Mel Smith does a little bit of uh, Mel Smithian. Kind of, you know, not necessarily the news uh, yeah. comedy or whatever. It's like, yeah, it's just like, it's great. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, that film. And it's got a lot enough heart to keep you going as well. You actually care about the characters in this crazy-ass world. And was it the was it the film that uh, Rob Ryan... No, it can't be. Was it the film he did after uh, Spinal this Tap? This is Spinal Tap? Possibly. He was pretty magic for a while there, doing uh, yeah. doing a lot of really interesting films. Showing, showing how many great people he knew... And then had them all doing their thing, uh, you know, just at the at the best of their ability. Was, yeah, yeah. The uh, oh man, the swamp, the rodents of unusual size. Yeah, yeah. Oh, d- him diving into that sand. I don't know how they did that. Yeah. What a stunt that is! It's so simple <laughs> and yet so holy shit. Yeah. What is that? Like a magic trick. It's just a great magic trick. Yeah. What? Yeah. And it's just like so horrible. And him coming out and coughing up the sand. It's just like oh, great, so good. Him rolling down the hill with the as you wish. So That's, good. But I've. I saw it twice. It's been a while since I last saw it. So. And by the way, let's also recommend the book on that one because the book goes in so many interesting weird. Is that right? I've never read the book. Is the book oh, the book good? is very, very mm. fun. We've uh, given the book to many people actually who have kids, uh, but it's it's just a great straight out read. Yeah, and it's like uh, William uh, Goldman. William Goldman, yeah, just uh, keeps diverging mm. at all these different points. Well, such a great screenwriter, William Goldman. Yeah, so so good. So, uh, do you want to get that or no? Okay. no so, I don't answer the phone. So our uh, final film. Is maybe one you haven't seen. Okay. It's from 2008. I really apologize for the sound of uh, this going on. It's also, it's a triple eight number, so I know it's probably bullshit. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. <laughs> I am so sorry. Just go ahead. Continue. Okay. So this movie is called Ip Man. You know this movie? Ip Man? Uh, I have seen uh, Ip Man 2 where he punches a elephant. Oh. 
This doesn't sound very good. No, it's the, uh, it's, I believe the poster is him like punching an elephant. It's a thing. Oh, weird. Yeah. The original Ip Man is based on a historical personage. I don't know if the second one is, okay. uh, if it's more legendary. I hope that I'm getting this right. You please talk about this while I look at Ip Man 2 and see if I'm not okay. wrong. Uh, Ip Man is, yeah, it's about a person whose name was Ip Man. He was a uh, Chinese man who was lived in China, of all places, and was a kind of an expert at Kung Fu. He practiced a style called Wing Chun. And so I could say, well, I was watching it to my daughter who's walking through. I said, everyone Wing Chun tonight. How'd that go over? She didn't get it or, or know what I was talking about or for the laugh or even acknowledge that they, I lived. Oh, that sounds right. It was a, it was an appropriate reaction to that comment. And, uh, yeah. And so he, um, ends up, uh, it's, it's, uh, takes place, like kind of spans, uh, time and, and part of the time it spans is the Japanese invading China. And so they're living under Japanese occupation, and apparently the the Japanese, the high-ranking Jap- Japanese person in this town, is a big fan of martial arts and want, and creates like this sort of gladiatorial contest of people fighting each other. Because right. this town that this town he lives in is famous for its kung fu, and it's it's um it has Donnie Lee, Donnie Yang I think that's his name Donnie okay. Lee Donnie Lee. Uh, you're asking the wrong guy. Okay, I can't. So I have not seen it. I'm sorry. I think it's Donnie Lee, actually, who I think of as the chartered accountant of uh, martial arts fighting. He just looks so. He just looks so not like a martial arts expert, you know. But actually, the style that he fights in is a very, is a very, a very kind of relaxed, interesting style. It's very, very chill compared to people who are fighting who are like, you know, moving all the place. And he's just very much blocking and doing these kind of very, very easy. Uh, Kind of easy gestures and stuff yes. as he's blocking it. It's it's interesting to watch. It's almost like um it's almost like a real life version of of Keanu Reeves in The Matrix, where oh, he's, okay. where yeah, you can yeah. see what's happening. He's just kind of easily blocking all this like fast moving stuff. Uh, it's uh, one of his fam- one of Ip Man's famous uh, students was Bruce Lee. Oh, is that right? Even though Bruce Lee took, I think he kind of repudiated that sort of style of fighting and changed his style to a more Almost a kind of more MMA style of fighting was it was uh, Bruce Lee's contribution to martial arts, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it was a, it was a good film. It's from the later like it's like like Thirty Six Chambers. There's a lot of sequels. Thirty Six Chambers, which we were talking about earlier, is your early days of martial arts films. It's very kind of clunky, a little bit silly, you know, like, but fun. And then you had Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, which sort of changed the kind of up the ante of how how you should present a martial arts film. Yeah. And so now modern martial arts, modern martial arts films are less, less kind of silly and fun and more kind of very serious and yeah. with, and all, but still have a lot of wire work and, yeah. and all that stuff in them. And that, that's okay. It's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a nice film, but I would rather watch 36 Chambers all right. than It Man. That would be my review of the film. It's no 36 Chambers. It's no, it's no Drunken Master. It's no, it's no Drunken Master 2. No Drunken Master 2. It's no, uh, Twin Swords of the Dragon or whatever. You know, it's no whatever the sort of movies are. Um, but I, it's it's enjoyable. Very good. And that brings us to the end of uh, Hayden's Top Ten. Thanks so much, Hayden. Yes, thank you. Yay. For your list. And we got to get a Skadootin, uh Rasputin. Yeah, sorry. Um, we had to rush the end of this. Uh, sorry about that. We spent too much time talking about other stuff. Sorry. Dum-dums. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll plan better in the future. No, we won't. Yeah. We won't at all. Uh, listen, if you want to hear us talk about your 10 movies and then rush at the end. <laughs>
then why not contact us? And how you do that is the following. Go to SneakyDragon.com and uh, post underneath our episodes. We've got a little message board there. We'd love to hear from you there. You can also go on to email at SneakyD at SneakyDragon.com. SneakyD at SneakyDragon.com. Go to Twitter, Sneaky underscore Dragon, or Tumblr, SneakyDragon.tumblr.com. You know, all the ways uh, that you do it. Or just say hi to Dave in person if you pass by him and go, Hey, Dave, here's ten movies. Remember these. And we're like, what? And he'll remember them all. Because he's got that ability. I got that in mind. And if we haven't seen the movies, we might just make them up. I like to, I like to say I have a mind like a steel sieve. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's still, still, still steel. We need, we'll get more sleep by next week as well. I won't. I've got a busy, no, busy, a busy week. busy week next week. Too. So busy. Uh, and we'll be doing it probably a day later. Not to you. You won't notice, but yep. we'll be recording a day later. We'll notice. Will you tell the difference? Yep. Who knows? Dave might be recording it earlier in the day because he gets out of work earlier. We'll see what happens. We'll, we'll probably tell you all the details. Will he have had his <laughs> snack by then? No. Who knows? No, I won't. I'm just concerned Dave hasn't had a snack now, so I'm going to go yeah, and, uh, and, and make feeling... sure that he eats uh, some chicken wings and uh, gets his blood oh, sugar nice. up. Feeling peckish, actually. You're right. Excellent. Thanks so much for listening. We really do appreciate it. Right, I've folks, been Ian. I've been David. And can I just say? Yes. Because this is what how Hayden signed off his email to us. Noho ora mei. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. It's uh, Maori for stay well. Back at you, Hayden. Everyone, that. That, yes. Goodbye, everyone. Bye! There's an old piano and they play it hot behind the green door Don't know what they're doing but they laugh a lot behind the green door Wish they'd let me in so I could find out what's behind the green door smoky cloud behind the green door when i said joe sent me someone laughed out loud behind the green door all i want to do is join the happy crowd behind the green door I really did slap my face. I know you did. <laughs> Doesn't really help. There's nothing that helps when you're tired. Let's start the show. Then I'll say there's nothing that helps when you're tired. <laughs>